let's let's begin this thing. Right. Um, hello and welcome to the first episode of the Transatlantic Theater Podcast. Uh, my name is Oscar Reese Freeman. Um, I go by a myriad of names, but you can just call me the American asshole who abandoned his country. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, I definitely, definitely will call you that. Reference you to my <laughs> friends that way as well. Uh, yes, hi, my name is Marcos Rodriguez. And as my... You didn't say your middle name. What? No, I don't need to say my middle name. Say your middle they name. They don't need to know my middle name. This isn't fucking <laughs> Europe or Britain, wherever the fuck you guys are. We were just talking about how they require all this additional information. His middle name is a girl's name. That's why. It's not a girl's name. Molina. That's fucking. Yeah, that's Mo a yeah. Molina. That is not. I've never met a girl in my life named Molina. Except for your mother. No, that's her last name. Yeah, yeah but that's. It's still her. That's still her name. Oh my god! I'm talking about first names, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway. All right. Well. So anyhow. Yeah. Cool. So. <laughs> I got you to say it though. So that's the important. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, I guess on this uh, podcast or whatever we want to call it, I don't really know how to define it. It's going to be on a couple of different uh, social media outlets. Um, I'm just going to try to post it as many places as I, as I can. Um, yeah, just try and figure like out to get how some to, exposure. you know, hopefully iTunes, hopefully uh, Spotify. Um, if I can figure out a way to make some entertaining, flashy graphics to go along with it uh to go on youtube mm -hmm. um and then yeah you know what i would like to do uh what what or at least what i would think would be interesting as a as a graphic if you could somehow photoshop like that train from snowpiercer because what was what was that train called it was called the wasn't it called like the trans something i think it was yeah because it went across the entire world yeah. didn't it let me look at it um did you know they made a show of that? Have you seen that? Snowpiercer? Yeah, they made a show with uh with the guy weirdest actor ever. Uh, with the the actor, not the actor, the 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 lead frontman for uh, clipping. Oh yeah, I haven't seen clipping. I don't know. Uh, no, clipping is a it's a it's a like um uh how would you describe them? Kind of like a a noise rap, like it's it's experimental rap. Oh oh okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he I, I thought, like, the second I heard the beginning intro where he's, like, talking over, I was like, oh, this sounds, this guy's voice sounds really familiar. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, it's the guy from Clipping. Why is he in a TV show? Oh, strange. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but no, it's terrible. Because essentially, like, the worst part was that I was talking about, you know, the, um, like, the, the premise of the, of the film. They just say it at the beginning. They're like, well, like, in the beginning, Mr. Clifford or whatever the fuck his name is, like he built this plane or this uh, this this train and it goes all the way around the world and it's to stop from global warming and this and this and this. And they explained the whole concept and I was watching it with uh, my girlfriend and her roommate and they're like this like it's it's not a they're either like it's a it's an unbelievable concept it's kind of stupid i don't like it and i was like yeah it's and it's very true if i just told you the premise it's not very good yeah but in the movie when you finally learn all this information it's told to you from the like teacher character yeah where she's teaching these children and it doesn't feel like you're being told like uh, it's it's just the age old kind of argument of like of of doing two things at once. She's telling you, she's giving. It, what's the fucking word? It starts with an E. 
um, exposition. She's giving you oh, exposition yeah. um, about the world that you're in. And it's about halfway through the film. So at this point, you don't really care. Mm-hmm. But she's giving you exposition about the context of it all. But she's also um, like, you know, t- she's she's also showing how kind of dystopian and horrific like and, and how much they're just like uh, brainwashing these kids to think that everything's fine and this is just normal and like that the, the way the train set up of lower classes in the back and better people in the front like that it's fine so you get like this kind of disgusted feel when you're watching it instead of but it's you know, it's interesting because the movie kind of shows you everything and it, it kind of almost advocates for classism like it really yeah, does because no, yeah. if you notice even though the people are liberated how many people died in the fact that this train is now destroyed because of the fact that the classes or the system of classes got uh, disturbed or destroyed. And, and, you know, as much as we would like everyone to be equal, when you're in an enclosed situation like that, everybody needs to have a place in order for the cycle and the system to keep moving. Now. Yes and no. I mean, it, the movie has holes in it. Like, course, what, is, yeah. what do the back of the train actually do? They don't do anything. They don't actually provide anything other than children, mm-hmm. which clearly the front of the train has. And it's not like a race thing. So there's no like people in the back who are they're like, well, we'll just get the, the lower children. It's just literally just people who could afford things at a, at a certain time. Mm-hmm. But now we're so far in the future that they're, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's just, it, it's a good concept, but if you do think about it too much, I feel like it does fall apart. Oh yeah, obviously, I mean. But I think the, the best part of the film is it doesn't have you think about it till you're 50% through the film mm-hmm. and you're really invested in it. Yeah, because at the time when you're watching it, you're just thinking, yeah, what the fuck? Why are they treating them like shit? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus. Fucking cutting the dude's arm off. Like Yeah, and I'm like, wow, Tindall's no, they don't cut his arm off. They just let it go outside till it freezes. Yeah, and then don't they break it off with a fucking like a hammer or some shit? I, I don't it's been so long. It, yeah, I'm pretty sure they took a sledgehammer to it. And that was the worst part is I was off. trying to convince my roommate and her or my my, my girlfriend and her roommate to watch the film. Oh, dude, I was it's like, an the amazing film is so film. good. Yeah. But the show was so bad from just watching the first oh, like no. half of the first episode. They were like, No, I, I don't have any interest in it. And I was like, well, it's, it's fair. It's a shit show. Why would you <laughs> at all think that this is gonna get better? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the movie was great. I finally showed my wife it, yeah. and uh, she really enjoyed it. Uh, also, she's a huge fan of fucking Chris Evans and shit, so that was some yeah. eye candy for her. Well, that was the the weird bit for the film, because it was like a year after Avengers. So it was kind of like, it was just it, Wait, it just seemed really it, it odd was? for him. Yeah, it was 2013. The fuck? Yeah. No, you so want to see something he, odd, watch fucking not another teen movie where Chris Evans is wearing nothing oh, but yes, <laughs> fucking whipped cream on his tits and balls. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh man. I, you know, what's funny is I showed that movie to my mother. Like, I don't remember how long ago back. Oh, and yeah. I think the more, unco- the worst part about movies like that is when you realize that you're watching a movie, that's kind of uncomfortable to watch with your parents. Uh-huh. But instead of it being uncomfortable because they're like, Oh, this is weird. It's just cause your mother's laughing like the entire time. <laughs> and I was just like, I feel like she shouldn't be laughing at these things. Yeah. I feel like I should be more uncomfortable. No, your mom's got a good <laughs> sense of humor though. <laughs> yeah. She has a decent sense of humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's funny to look at him, how he he basically was kind of like a comedy, a comedian back in the beginning of his career. He was never really yeah. a serious I mean, look at actor. Fantastic Four. He played oh, yeah. the, the comedy role. Yeah, he did. He was the comedic break. And, yeah. and that's kind of what his role was in a lot of movies 
uh, early on in his career. And now he's kind of evolved into this new figure. And I think that's thanks to Avengers. Like, yeah, well, he's become the stoic, quiet, manly American. Like, definitely a lot more superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just super because, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is still funny. Oh, and everyone yeah. sees him as funny, but now, but because of Captain America being so like straight faced and kind of like stern, like I feel like he's definitely gone a bit more that route. Although Get Out, he still played the comic kind of dude. Wait, in that what? who? Not Get Out, fucking oh. Knives Out. <laughs> Knives say, Out. The That's fuck? the name of the movie. Yeah, no, Knives, Knives Out. He was out. definitely uh, more. Yeah, uh, went back to that. And I kind of, I really liked that movie. By the way, what did you think of Knives Out? I thought it was very good. Yeah, yeah I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just I thought nice. it was clever because, like, I one of the things I hate about those kind of kind of mystery movies is that they're too easy. Is, and we'll, just, we'll throw a little bit of spoiler warning. I guess the movie's like, oh a, yeah, a year this old. whole fucking podcast <laughs> is gonna be spoiler warning, all right? So, but well, I mean, we'll yeah. try to stick the, to what the uh, topic of the video is gonna be. But um, which we haven't even gotten I know, to. I know, all right. But but in, in this case, but, uh, spoiler yeah. warning for Knives Out. Yeah, spoiler warning for Knives Out. Uh, like, uh, I think it does the very good thing of it makes it a murder mystery and then half, not even halfway through even, it just goes, also, this is how it happened. And then the rest of the movie is just the tension kind of, uh, there's still a mystery to it and you're still trying to figure that, like get a little bit of those little mystery nuggets kind of going through. Mm-hmm. But But most of it is just kind of, being on the same page as the person who quote unquote did the crime. Uh-huh. And I think that almost makes it, it was the refreshing kind of take on a whodunit kind of story Yeah. Uh, of instead of being a, f- a film that's, you spend the whole time going, oh, I think the maid did it. Yeah. And then yeah. You, know, you get like halfway through the film and you're like, okay, well I still think the maid did it. So uh-huh. I don't know why we're still here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then you realize, Oh shit, he didn't have to die at all. Yeah. yeah well, that was the shitty part. That was yeah. crazy. Right? Um, yeah, that's that's what I just felt really sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. And then such a gruesome way. Like, yeah, I'm just going to slit my throat. Yeah, yeah I know. It's <laughs> fucking nothing. Like, if I was like, oh, shit, I accidentally was given too much of a medication. Mm-hmm. I should I should, you know, kill myself. Yeah. Never once would I just go, well, I'll just take a knife and slit my own throat. Yeah. Like, that just seems like the worst way to go. But well, not the worst, but it's definitely not the best. Yeah. But then as we get to know the character in the flashbacks we start to realize okay this was a dramatic man he liked he liked the things yeah. to be he, he definitely wanted to go out in a blaze like that so yeah in the, in the kind of sense that what his books were like yeah so he definitely did get what he wanted in the end i think and he seemed happy doing yeah. it he had a smile <laughs> yeah, across his face <laughs> he was like <laughs> boom yep uh but yes. yeah no it's it's yeah Good movies, Chris Evans. Uh, good actor. Not like I wouldn't say he's Oscar worthy, but it's definitely enjoyable no. to watch. But I mean, well, Oscar worthy does that even mean anything? You know, that's true. <laughs> that's very true these days. It's really, really sad. But um, it's not these days. It's the Oscars have always. Just, I, I've always, not always, because you and I used to watch the Oscars quite a lot when we were growing up. Um, but I mean, so the Oscars, we know they're you know pretty much rigged and very much so. Uh, is it? Do you know that it's rigged when it's premiered on ABC, which is owned by Disney, which owns <laughs> Pixar, and they have a video, an, a gra- a three D graphic of of Buzz and Woody reading out who wins, and it's a Pixar film. Oh my god! Like it's like is nobody noticing that this is like they literally had their own company animate 
the people telling themselves they were going to win. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I mean, besides all that, like who owns everything? Like we can get into the yeah. shadow corporations and like big Disney and all that. And uh, we we don't need. But to. we don't need to. <laughs> yeah. But besides all that, it has the same issue that I want to say. Like Congress has, where you have these yeah. old people who've been on the in the seats for like way longer than they should have. And yeah. there needs to be some fresh minds and also some more diversity. <laughs> no, well, I, I yes and no, because the problem with the Oscars is I think people still just take them too seriously. I think the people nobody realizes that the Oscars, it's it's called the Screen Actors Guild Award or like mm -hmm. it's 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 literally a televised union party. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's it's a televised union party where they all tell each other they've done a good job this year. <laughs> Let's go back to being actors in a union. That's all like that's jerk each that's other. That's what it is. Yeah. Can, yeah. Come to the show. It's it just seems so odd. I th yeah. I mean, yeah. But <laughs> there, there's there's still places that aren't like the Caesars in France are very similar. But I gotta similar be honest. Kind of I gotta be honest. Yeah. If the film wins an Oscar, I probably should watch the movie because it's probably pretty fucking good. Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> if a movie wins an Oscar, um, I, I have the same amount of interest in it as before. Uh, in fact, sometimes I'm a little bit like, well, is it even that good then? Well, I think let's take I'll take a look at I some was Oscar say, Phantom Thread. Also. Didn't they win an Oscar for well, costume that's, listen, and design? So let's, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> there's there's a difference there because costume design is one of those categories where they really don't know what the fuck they're voting for. That's so very they just true. kind of run with whatever that's they can think of. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Okay, so um, obviously Parasite, I haven't seen yet. Actually, I really need to, dude. I really, yeah, I hear um, really good things about it, and I was gonna go see it with my film group, yeah. and then it was when Emerson was here to visit. Oh shit, man! Yeah, I still haven't gone over yeah. there because I'm a and we went to lad. see who the fuck did we go see? I think that was oh shit. Hold on one second. I, I'll I will edit this part out, but there's I'm getting a phone call. I'm gonna find out from who. All right, I'll start. leave it in. Who finds out? We'll Why don't you invite him on the podcast? So, so. Hello. Hmm. Cool. That was a random number. Oh. <laughs> that just went. This is a message from this, and then they said a number, and then left. <laughs> well then. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. No, I can. You, you went away for a second. I'll, I did? Don't worry. I'll take, I'll take care of this bit. I'll you take know, care of it. I'll, I'll edit this So, you know, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, before we start getting back to the thing, did you know if you get, yeah. like, really loud, like, <laughs> like, it usually cuts it out or something? Did you hear that? Oh, really? Yeah, did, I didn't know that. Did you hear me scream? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I heard it getting up and then it cut it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you really get way too excited and you scream, it will uh, it'll probably cut you out. Or cut me okay. out. I mean, it's still going to record you on OBS Studio, so you'll at least have that audio. But in terms of communication between you and I, you may cut out. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, okay. All right. We can get on. back to things now. So uh, I, I was yeah I was going to go see Parasite, and I, but I think that was the day that Emerson and I went to see uh, Cardiff City Football Club play against nottingham black forest i think it's the name of the nottingham forest or whatever whatever the fucking team we went to go see a football match i was gonna say it sounds like an emerson thing yeah well yeah we, he'd never seen so our friend emerson uh is like a huge 
uh, Premier League and uh, like and and um, European League soccer fan, and he'd never seen um, a Champions League or or Premier League game live like even though he loves it and he sits at home in the u.s in in california watching it all the time I was just saying, didn't he go to school um, out there though for a little bit he went to school in italy oh, but that's in a italy league. yeah 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 that's over there yeah. well he didn't go to school he played professionally for uh for so, for a team that's like you know how he was like i played for this italian team and then he said the name of the italian team yeah and everyone in california was like okay yeah cool yeah we were in fucking uh belfast in Ireland, and we're in this random fucking pub, uh-huh. and uh, and he, he's talking to these guys about soccer, and he goes, "Yeah, yeah I used to play when I was eighteen. I used to play for Enter Italian Team." And all of them <laughs> went, "Are you fucking serious?" Like all of them were like, "Are you are you serious?" And he was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Dude, that's a fucking great team." And like they start talking because like yeah. Europa League is so big yeah. over in in uh, in Britain and the UK and and Ireland. Yeah. So, like they knew who what he was fucking talking about. Uh-huh. Dude, like he, was he actually gonna, met people who were like, "Yes, I know what that team is, and I respect that team." Yeah, I mean, from what I heard from Emerson, he was really, really good, and like on his yeah. way up to going pro, but ended up getting yeah. injured. And you know, as yes, the sports stories go, that's uh, yeah. what happens. Sadly, sometimes yeah. blew out one knee. Was thinking he was going to do okay, and then blew, blew out, out the, the other. second knee, and then yeah. it was just gone. Dude's never been the same. Yeah, really sucks. Yeah. He still likes to play that's from nice. time to time, but he's got to take it easy. Yeah, which he even says, like, because I was saying, like, something about playing with him, uh, like, he and I just trying to, to, back when I was living in California, and he was like, nah, I can't. I was like, why? And he was like, because I'll get too, I'll get too into it, and then I'll hurt myself. Oh, yeah, because. I was like, that, that just sounds so sad. <laughs> right? Yeah, because the yeah. man loves it. Like, yeah. really loves it. Oh, it really sucks. Okay. But anyhow. Yes. That's our <laughs> uh, good so friend, Emerson. Miss yeah, him. that's a, yeah. I told that I, I've recently took because obviously Emerson came here and met a bunch of my friends and I told them the story of like uh, how how we really kind of met Emerson mm-hmm. and it was that uh, my friend Adam and I were working at Renaissance Fair in Southern California and we we all went to uh, Adam myself and Marcos all went to high school together mm-hmm. and but Adam and I had this job at Ren Fair and randomly this ginger tall ginger haired guy walks out to us and just goes hey you guys work at Axes if you want more hours I'm I'm always needing people at knives and we were just like okay we have no idea who you are please leave <laughs> and then I came along and you're like yeah. hey that guy yeah. over there usually has hours for people <laughs> yeah literally you you and then like I want to say a couple of weeks later, yeah. you were like, hey, that Renfair thing's coming up. Do you think I could get a job? And Adam and I were like, oh, that guy, that other guy was saying he needs work. So we just like walked up to Emerson. We're like, hey, th- here's a guy. Yeah, meet our Mexican <laughs> friend. He likes knives. Yeah, meet our Mexican <laughs> friend. We, we're, we're, we promise we're not we're not just sol- selling you him as a slave labor it's okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> two white dudes showing up with a mexican going he knows how to work <laughs> right yeah well and work i did i was there dude yeah, when yeah, you think you about it we yeah. were or at least i had about a six-year run there uh coming back because we i started working there i think uh it wasn't freshman year but mm-hmm. the sophomore year up until um right up until i just about left for the military yeah and then that was uh that was like almost six years for me and then of course you'd been doing it for fucking <laughs> forever right out the I've fucking pussy i was like seven yeah yeah but, <laughs> yeah i was i was literally i think i was 
I, I don't remember how old I was the first time I went, but around seven years old was when seven or eight is when my parents were like, well, we're just going to work here. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm really bored, so I'll just get a job, too. <laughs> and yeah, I just, you know, got a job doing random shit. Oh, yeah, because you worked across mm-hmm. that, uh, like at those little games, well, I used right? To, I worked at a lot of different places. Yeah. I used to work at uh, the place that sold Robin Hood hats. That was my first job there. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. And then, then I worked at the Mary St. Mary's or not St. Mary's. <laughs> I worked at Mary's games. She was just very religious. Yes. Yes. Um, Mary. yeah, that, that was her name. There's a street, there's a street in Cardiff. The main pedestrian kind of walkway is called St. Mary's street. Dude. Okay. So and, do you uh, remember the girl who worked at that, uh, place that was right next to axis? Um, well, I guess it, it kind of changed from time to time. It wasn't always the same place, but the girl with three fingers, <laughs> Yes, 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 I remember. Yeah. Oh my God. So I remember the jokes. <laughs> I used to, we used to joke. I'd be like, hmm, I wonder what it was like getting a hand job from her. Yeah, I, I remember that joke, but I think the thing I remember the most was just like constantly thinking that she was going to do like a mind trick. Like a mind, mind trick? Because like, <laughs> her fingers just like, were all, it was just a thumb index just got and the, middle finger. Yeah. Because yeah. she's just got the exact hand wave of like what what you Obi-Wan. Know, Alec Guinness was doing. <laughs> you remember the actor's name, but not the fucking... <laughs> no, I can't remember this girl's name, uh, even though, you know, I worked right next to her, but I've never met Alec Guinness. It, um, so, uh, did you never... Sorry, Sir Alec Guinness, for our British fans, who would be very upset that I didn't uh, refer to him as Sir. Dude, he fucking hates the role. Fuck that guy. He's a piece of he, shit, well, he, like, when it comes I to mean, the Star Wars fan fan base. I, I always said that if, if I met... Alec Guinness, and he said anything about he's. If I was like, "Oh, Star Wars," and then he was like, "Please don't remind me about Star Wars," I'd be like, "Okay, should I remind you about the brown face you did in Lawrence of Arabia?" Oh my god! Like, which, which one would you like me to go with? Uh, he'd probably because I can that talk one. to you about Star Wars, so I can talk to you about the brown face. Oh, you did. He'd probably prefer the brown face. <laughs> he probably would. Let's be honest. He's probably like a you know one of those traditional kind of yeah. British people. Who or he just <laughs> he's one of those older actors who didn't care about. Uh, you know sensitivities of other cultures yeah but uh he'd be like well yeah. it was the role of a lifetime <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah do you remember when you said uh these aren't the droids you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> that was great just like <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably yeah. but yeah so so uh when it comes to when it comes to oscar movies yeah i mean i, I just like looking at let's look at movies from where's it where's one where i watched majority of them uh 2017 2017 was just such a good year for film so going on what we were going to talk we're going to talk today hopefully eventually talk about phantom thread yeah which is the film that we watched uh to to talk about this um that for this uh this podcast but all so all the movies here outside of outside of darkest hour which i don't need to see and people maybe don't at me. I don't need to see it. Like, <laughs> do you even have an at? Um, Are you even gonna fucking no, I don't. post your at? No. Do you? Because <laughs> I, I sure should don't have a fucking Twitter. Uh, I still technically have a Twitter. <laughs> maybe I should get a Twitter um, just so I could fucking post <laughs> this shit on there. I think my Twitter following is is legit, or like the people who I follow when I go on, it's always confusing because it's like it's fifty percent. Uh, politicians mm-hmm. and fifty percent porn stars. So I'm just like seeing some girl get like fisted in her asshole, and then underneath <laughs> is, is Donald Trump being like, 
this is the best decision for the country. Oh, and yeah. then, like, uh, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, like, underneath being like, uh, fucking, this is a terrible thing. We should we should be working better for a better world. And then underneath is just Riley Reed just fucking taking it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so... If I, yeah, I would probably get canceled so fast because my older Twitter, because I did have a Twitter at one point um, mm-hmm. and I had like maybe two followers. Shannon was one of them. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, one of my earlier tweets and, and I don't make jokes like this anymore because I realized just, they're just not not good but it made my friend shannon laugh and i had said i had posted i don't know what what the fuck was going through my head but i said uh uh, watermelon flavored condoms black people rejoice everywhere (laughs) 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 and and she thought it was very funny she's also uh black so um just so you get a context of who thinks that's funny are you trying to tell me that it's it's okay because you have a black friend no, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I'm saying it's okay because I have more than one black friend. But anyway, oh, okay. no. <laughs> a whole two? That's crazy. Exactly. Crystal, my other black friend. Um, and Shannon. And Shannon, yes. You still talk to Shannon? No, uh, sometimes. Uh, uh, I, she, no. she um, you know, she's doing good right now, actually. She's doing real good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Mm. She's re- she's really nice. Oh, so uh, I think I majority we... of my tweets on my old account yeah. is just me going, I should give this Twitter thing a try. And that's like just constantly me put like every six months. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm going to give this Twitter thing a try. Yeah. Six months later. I didn't try very well last time. This time I'm going to try. <laughs> well, I think if we actually start to try to have a, a social media presence, I think Twitter uh, would be decent. We just really have to start posting um, our ads and links to on everything. Yeah, I can... I'll put a I'll put a make a Twitter or, or how about, for the transatlantic theater, yeah, yeah. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on. I don't thing is I actually like really, really try a lot these days to not be on my phone. Well I don't think uh I don't think this should be I don't, I don't think this should have its own Twitter, you know what I mean? Because um, who's gonna be tweeting all this shit? I mean basically we're just gonna be using it for uh hey, there's a new episode or whatever and maybe the occasional meme but i don't think we're gonna really be posting a whole lot we probably might no, if we if we do use it to do any type of posting it would be to get opinions or feedback on films that we want to potentially yeah. recover or whatever you know and i think that might be useful so yeah. so maybe we should maybe we should i don't know i'm, okay. I'm like convincing myself here now <laughs> <laughs> i did like a yeah. full, full 180 um, hey, my, my main point is that i really just don't really trust the opinions of of the academy when it comes to of course and i understand there there's very good reason behind that because let's start off with the fact that and it's it's such a uh, it's one of the things that made me so upset with with um the the oscars last year is just the fact that i always used to say like do the oscars really think that they think the only good films that have come out this year just so happened to all be in english yeah and then and then like when it came when parasite won and everyone lost their shit i was like oh people think that which just blows my mind like the fact that there are people who think that the best films made that year half or there's no other way they they, if they weren't in english then they're probably not that good Mm -hmm. it's like what yeah yeah very very interesting but yes oscars is uh very partial to uh american and english movies for sure 
Mm-hmm. And definitely, of course, I'm sure there's like secret, you know, sponsorships that come behind there that we don't know about. But uh, there's a whole thing about it of essentially Oscar campaigns that started with um, Harvey Weinstein, actually. Oh, really? Like he started he back in like the 90s started doing a bunch of weird Oscar like Oscar campaign season. And just like that whole idea of that kind of stemmed from him trying to get like movies by the Weinstein Company recognized by the Oscars because then he knew that he'd get you know, bigger box up, bigger, bigger DVD sales, bigger box off sales. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Yeah. Um, and it's just become a trend now where essentially it's just, you know, yeah, it's just being really nice to the people who vote instead of actually presenting a good movie. And then you can end up with movies that just don't really deserve to win. But they're yeah, like, but oh, they that, do. Yeah. that man gave me a basket of chocolate. So, yeah, yeah. I'll okay. put his movie down. And then they, you know, <laughs> ate some of the chocolate and realized Oh, these are special chocolates. <laughs> no, there wasn't Bill Cosby doing this. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Harvey Weinstein comes in and just like, ha I got you now. Uh, what a fucking terrible yeah. human being. <laughs> yeah, I really was. And fucking that, that shot of him coming out of the courtroom and he has like the little walker and I was like, What? Oh, I did not yeah, see that. Yeah, I did not see that. He like tried to look like he was like weak and feble now, like oh, to get no. symp- some kind of sympathy vote, I guess. Fuck I don't that. know. I'll kick his walker out from underneath stupid. them. Yeah, I really wish somebody did. That'd be hilarious. It would be. It'd be like, you know how when you sit on those plastic lawn chairs and someone kicks the back leg and the whole thing shatters? <laughs> it's like, that's what I wanted to see. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did that to JC way back in the day. <laughs> you remember that guy? Dude. Yeah, of course I remember JC. He finally moved out of his parents' house. Wow. When did that happen? Like, really recently. Um, okay. I want to say, like, a, a couple months ago, maybe two months ago. Uh, okay. Him and Nicole, and they're still together. But yeah, those... no, I follow uh, both of them on on Instagram. Instagram yeah, uh, I in fact uh, <clears throat> do listen to Macrocosm. Oh, uh, yeah. a, if you're into if you're into death metal, you should check out that band. It's called Macrocosm. Yes, um, they're it's, it's it's actually it's very decent death metal. It's, it's really quite good. I haven't listened to yeah. his stuff in a while. I know uh, back when he well, was. Well, you're clearly not a good friend. <laughs> I, I know. I'm re- well. I at least talk to him sometimes. I send him a message. You know. I talked to Nicole too. I'm like, hey, you guys yeah. have cute cats, and good job <laughs> I, on getting I, the yeah, fuck yeah. out of the parents' house. <laughs> I, I think I sent a Nicole a message like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was I was pretty drunk at the time, and I think she <laughs> she uh, she just got probably I don't know maybe annoyed by the message. I just thought it was really weird. I was like having an argument with my old roommate because uh-huh. he was saying that the cure is not goth. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just. Pulled up her Instagram account. I was like, would you agree that that woman is goth? And he went, yes. And I was like, cool. I'm going to message her and ask her if the cure is goth. <laughs> you could probably ask. Uh, uh, she never responded. Fuck, what's her name? Um, I see her on my goddamn Facebook all the fucking time. She's from Fair. She definitely considers herself very, very goth. What, Liz? Yeah, Liz. There you go. Yeah, no, I, sh- I, I should have. Because I actually met. Uh, um, I've been kind of a bit more into goth music recently oh yeah um and i actually like found there's a band called molecat doma uh and i I, when my roommate showed it to me Mm -hmm. i immediately sent it to liz and i was like this seems right up your alley and she was like that was fucking killer oh yeah i still mess it i still message liz quite a lot i mean you forget i i I knew liz i've known liz since i was seven or eight yeah you've known her forever (laughs) that was probably one of the yeah because she also worked at mary's right yeah, she yeah. worked at she no, I yeah I think she worked at Mary's, but it was I think I showed up right before she right after she left. Oh okay. Um, but she's because she knew people, oh. she would come by and say hi, and I and she, we just kind of met each other that way. Yeah, that's crazy. She's real um, cool. 
She's real cool. I feel like I never really talked to her too much, though, just because she Mm -hmm. wasn't, uh, I don't know, she was normally out and about doing other things. Um, Uh, Also, I worked with her for about like a year. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't know you guys worked together. At Starbucks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we were at the same store. Wow. I wish I went to that store sometime. We we used to go out for, like, we used to go, when she'd go out with uh, Iris for drinks sometimes, me and Boogie would show up. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) Are we uh, names? Are we just gonna keep name dropping people all the time? Is this like a bad a thing point. or a good thing? Are we gonna? I mean, uh, who knows? <laughs> um, we'll just let's maybe less the names. Uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just be a little less. Or if we do use names, let's like use a different name or something. If it's like a significant, because yeah. because right now we're really doing a lot of name dropping. And I don't, I, you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to protect people's privacy. I mean, we're not like some big fucking, uh, yeah, we're, we've been YouTubing since, you know, we were fucking freshmen. I've been YouTubing since 2002. Yeah. <laughs> <I> 2012. <laughs> yeah. But, or whatever the fucking year it was that I put vlogs on the internet. But just like to be, to be kind, I want to yeah. try not to name drop Which, too many people. <laughs> my, my mother being my mother, this is like the saddest sentence I'll say in a long time. My mother's, <laughs> my mother still watches apparently like my vlogs every once in a while. Really? Oh, dude, she misses yeah. you. <laughs> she she'll watch them and then she, and she says that one of the reasons she really enjoys watching them is because she enjoys seeing you and I hang out. Oh my god, dude, my heart! I'm fucking dying <laughs> over here. Yeah. Uh, oh Jesus. man, that's 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 really something right there. Yeah. <laughs> She's an all right lady. Yes, she is. Very, very. Drank very through caring. a fucking really expensive bottle of wine the other day and just. Like, oh yeah, she still... likes her wine, man. <laughs> no, well, I, so I, like I, I don't think she realized to like for her thirtieth wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought her. I went out and I bought this bottle of red wine for her, and it was and like so. You wouldn't ex- maybe not maybe George who knows. Uh, being in California, it's not something that I was uh, used to. But mo- moving here, California wines are pretty rare. Hmm. Um, because why would you get a California wine when you can import, especially with us still technically being the EU, Uh every Spanish, French, and Italian wine you could think of. So, um, and being a Commonwealth country, the amount of fucking Australian wines, I, which I fucking hate Australian wines. <laughs> well, I don't, it's, I've, I've just, ne- okay, I won't say that. I won't alienate the Australian oh, wine companies. They've just <laughs> not, I've just not come across an Australian wine that I was like, I, give me the bottle. I need to find out where I can get more of that. Like, I've never had that. Um, but anyhow, so I go and get my, I found this store that sold wine, like, you know, kind of more higher end stuff. And I found like a, just a really nice, uh, Californian wine for my mom and I gave it to her and she, I was like, well, it's, that's pretty nice, but should we, we'll save it for another day. Maybe not today. And she was like, yeah, we'll save it for another day. And then she messages me like two days later and she was like, that was lovely. It went down so well. I was like, <laughs> did you finish it? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, in one night? And she goes, yeah. Nice. And I was like, that was a fucking... Well, and she was like, can you get more of them? And I was like, no, <laughs> I can't afford it. Oh, I guess. I got you a nice gift. How much was and, it? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Because the thing is, there, one of two things will happen if I say how much it was. Thing one... <laughs> Your mom will uh, find out. <laughs> my mother will find out. Thing two... Um, I might just come off as cheap. <laughs> no, <laughs> if it's cares? a slightly reasonable price, then it's like a. Uh, the, the I think most... it was like twenty five. I think it was twenty five pounds. Oh, that's actually that's pretty good. That's that's a good wine right there. Uh, that's definitely talking. more than normal. I mean, no, I, didn't, from I don't know. Two I didn't try Chuck, man. You know what I mean? Dude, oh my god! <laughs> oh fuck! The, like it's so nuts. Like so, I remember. I, so I went to 
uh, I went on vacation a couple years ago to the south of France. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I went to, I, I was really struggling with my French there. Like I was just, I got there and everyone was, I found out later that it was just French people in that area <laughs> kind of being assholes. Uh, yeah. Well, I always um, thought the French were assholes, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but like, cause like I would, I would speak to them in French and they would respond in English, which I thought was them saying you hear French, French shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently it's just because they know you're not a native speaker. Yeah, so they would rather speak to, to you. To the point where I, I was talking to this uh, French Canadian, mm-hmm or a Quebecois, uh, and <laughs> he was saying that uh, that they do that to him because his accent yeah. isn't isn't French. Mm-hmm. It's 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 Quebecois. Yeah. So they assume that he doesn't actually speak French as his first language. And he was like, "No, I can't." Re-, like he could barely not barely. He had an all right understanding of English, mm-hmm. but he he wasn't that great at English to the point where like oh, wow. most of our conversations were like fifty fifty. He was in those really deep French areas, right now, wasn't he? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he was up in northern Montreal. Yeah, shit. Um, or Quebec, I mean, sorry. Yeah. No, no, he he lived in Montreal, I think he said. Or he lived in Longville or whatever the fucking town across the river is. Uh-huh. Um, but anyhow. Wow, to think um, the French on American soil. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so I went to, I ended up going to an Irish bar just because I was tired of everyone correcting my French. <laughs> um, and I got there and I, for a, pint of beer was seven euros jesus and i was like fuck and i was looking and I'm like i'm drinking through and i was like how the fuck do people afford to drink in this area mm. and then i was looking around and everyone was drinking wine and i was like hey i'll just have a glass of wine he's like cool 150 oh and i was like oh fuck. that's why and that was for like a glass but if you go to the market you can find like i legitimately one time this is when i was in uh paris with a bunch of our friends mm-hmm. a bunch of mutual friends we won't name drop um <laughs> Uh, and I was in the like store and I just looked at the bottom. There's a bottle of rosé for like 99 cents. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm, that can't be good. I wonder what a 99 cent bottle of rosé tastes like here in Fran- France. And I bought it and goddamn is possibly one of the best rosés. Oh, ever damn. That, that does <laughs> like, sound good. Just, I do like a nice Wine rose. is just so readily available. Yeah. Just don't, it's just it's just not it's not a considered a it, it's because it's considered a luxury item. Yeah. yeah, so it's just it's just not a luxury item the way that it is even in the UK where well it would be like you know, beer for, over here you know what I mean like it's such yeah. and same over in the, those other countries like um, let's say Germany that yeah. like our their entire cultures are around beer it becomes very mm-hmm. cheap because they make it all the time yeah well it's 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 funny that like you go if you go to a supermarket especially in the UK I don't I I because I wasn't really someone who drank as much wine or, or really shopped around for that kind of stuff back in the u.s i couldn't say but like here it's more expensive for a bottle of beaujolais than it would be for like anything else but beaujolais is generally just like the shit stuff that they were running out like they didn't know what to do with <laughs> but because it sounds more french because people fancy. know what a cab people know what a cabernet sauvignon is mm-hmm. i almost said a cab sav which is my girlfriend says that all the time it really <laughs> fucking does my head in she goes oh let's get a cab sav and i'm just like oh <laughs> but yeah um but because beaujolais just sounds nicer like they 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 put a price hike on it but it's actually like shittier oh hey wally well not always it's kind of a hit and miss it's a beaujolais mm-hmm. yeah interesting um but anyway uh you know what else is good uh the phantom <laughs> thread <laughs> only took us 40 minutes yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, no, uh, I really enjoyed Phantom Thread. Um, I was told by uh, people 
who I I knew who had seen it. Uh-huh. And by that, I mean my girlfriend, that it wasn't very good. Not that it wasn't very good, it's that she just didn't really care for it too much. So, um, I, I could see where yeah. she's coming from, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to say I felt that way kind of on the first half. Like, in the beginning, it was it was nice. I was really enjoying the feeling I was getting from everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only just the cinematography, but, you know, of course, that for some reason, movies really find a need to show someone's routine like because i was when i was watching that i was like this feels like a less psycho american psycho and you know the music is very classical you see the guy Mm -hmm. getting ready very meticulously he likes things done a very certain type of way and you could see that going on in the entire length of the movie so it's kind of it was almost like setting you up for the character like you know who this guy is um and what what he's about and you know that that was nice after about 30 minutes in because to be honest movies a little long um two hours is about normal i would say for like a good movie um but the pace of the movie almost felt a little slow in the middle i want to say like before he meets uh his his wife i forget her name but before he meets her um the pace felt like no, it got a little after slow. he meets her was when it kind of dragged like when it was just kind of it got to a point where you realized you know her kind of position in his life and then their whole situation and then it just kept going it kept going kept going yes kept going but what i liked until... is that she still provided those little chaotic moments that were kind of sprinkled across that waiting period until you know mm-hmm. we got to more of the later half of the movie into the end but uh in the beginning it seemed all very um you know just kind of like okay this guy's a certain type of way it, it it felt really sweet and romantic once he met this girl and it just felt really happy yeah. and i was like is this i was thinking is this movie just gonna end because i think we're about like an hour into the movie at this point and um i was thinking no, he meets her way quicker than that doesn't he he meets her at about like i want to say the probably around the 30 minute mark is when he meets her Okay. And then when they start to have trouble is, I think, at like maybe the hour point. Um, okay. And that's when things start to escalate from there. Uh, like I said, the movie is about pretty long. But um, yeah. So, yeah, like, the OK, so let me just bring it back then. Like maybe about 30 minutes, 45 minutes into the movie is, is when things get a little bit more hectic. But uh, definitely the beginning, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, OK, is it just going to be a cute romance story and he finds the girl and that's it and then they get married um i did not expect what happened on that second half you know after the climax mm-hmm. and all that when you started noticing things going downhill and oh uh, it was interesting um now i haven't done too much research on the movie itself and on the characters because i know it's a yeah. it's historical it's not a historical fiction is it it's a no, I don't think I think it's entirely fictional characters. Entirely fictional character? I thought he was a real person. I think. I'm almost see. positive he's a real person. I'm, I'm taking a look at some some facts. Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. Uh, let's see. Production filming. No. Um. If he's entirely fictional, then impressive. Very impressive. Yeah, none of this says that it was based on a real person. Wow. Well, they had it just says it's a, it's a historical drama in the sense that it's set in a certain time and place. Yeah, okay. But then. Well, they, that's it. They definitely had yeah. me fooled then. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, this, this definitely seems like a type of person who would exist. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's I think that's that's just Paul Thomas Anderson to be in in general. Yeah, is he's always just kind of he does that very well of of making characters who just feel they they have just enough to to make you really like essentially like them and be invested, but there's something about them that's that's sinister and kind of very human to an almost you know kind of disgusting degree of like you just that kind of deplorable people yeah um in a lot of his films i think yeah that but there's still that kind of humanness to them where it's like there's none of like you can kind of feel why the character justifies what they're doing and you can always feel like you can understand where they're coming from even though they're kind of wrong they're always like they're they're wrong Mm -hmm. but you can still go yeah well i can see how somebody got to that point Mm -hmm. like arrived to that conclusion that they should do this yeah yeah so I'm just looking up the director now. I looked him up before just to see if I had seen any of his other movies. I know that yeah. uh, I've definitely been suggested Boogie Nights, indefinitely, indefinitely <laughs> yeah, Punch Drunk Love. I've been suggested, yeah. but I still haven't watched any of those movies. Um, okay. And I really probably should. Uh, as for his other ones, I have no, don't know much about them. Um, okay. But uh, yeah. Uh, good movie. Um, I like how it picked up in the the middle half, but let, let, let's focus on the beginning right now. I'd say the middle is where it lost me a lot. Um, but I feel like the end made me recontextualize the middle. Yes. In a way that I really enjoyed. Yes, it definitely and gave the middle it worth it. different meaning. Um, yeah. After seeing how it ended, you were like, oh, because okay. I think in a weird way, the the like thesis of the film, and not the thesis of the film, but like uh, what. What you're really realizing at the end of the film is that um, why she sticks around and what because obviously it's very apparent from the first beginning of the film that that this isn't like uh, the first time this has happened. Mm-hmm. Like he meets these girls, he goes, "Wow, you're beautiful, you're perfect," and then they just get boring to him, and then his sister to gets rid of him. Yeah, um, they don't do anything to uh, to keep him. Uh seeing fresh like uh it, he yeah. needs someone to constantly give him a fresh perspective and and he finally yeah. meets a but girl I think, who does that or not just not just that what i think what what the real answer of what he was looking for was is in that fight where they're fighting she says everything's a game to you and then she was like well, I, i'm just tired like why do you why does everything have to be a game for you to you know be interested and then she realizes that when she does try and kill him and he just survives it just becomes a game. She's yeah. like, she realizes she has a game that she can play that he enjoys. Yeah. <laughs> like, surprisingly he just, so. He just wants, I don't think it's surprising. I think it's because she, she realizes that he just wants a game. So she plays a game. No, but what I'm saying is she was surprised at the whole situation at the end. She realized like after that yeah. first initial, Oh, uh, things are, are good right now. <laughs> like you could tell she was kind of yeah. almost a little shocked. However, I mean, they, you say good right now, but even that was the one thing that kind of bothered me. It was like you had like one day where he's like, marry me. But then like he's like seconds after the wedding, like they're on the honeymoon mm-hmm. and he's just like looking at her with such contempt, which I mean, if I met a girl who fucking ate cereal in that way, I'd probably I'd probably fucking <laughs> or butter her I'd, toast I'd jump, like <laughs> <laughs> I would have jumped off the French Alps. They were chilling in. <laughs> I'd have fucking been like, no, can't do this. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, just... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I feel like that brief moment she was talking about 
wasn't really there, especially with that showing of like him immediately going like, mm, why the fuck did I do this? I feel like in that um, some of the director was coming through in terms of uh, probably what his own personal preference of a woman would be. And that is a woman who can test you sometimes. And that only makes mm. you want her more um, mm. because she constantly Maybe. does it throughout the entire film. And yeah. it's just, it's very apparent that this, she's one of the only women who've been with him that probably actually does that pushes his mm-hmm. buttons um on yeah. purpose um yeah. doesn't try to all the other ones are like mold. constantly trying to pine for his affection yeah by trying and she, to although she 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 does try to do things for him and do be nice to him like it, there is a lot of points where even like you know when they're they're chilling at the uh uh like the i guess it's like a country club uh, it was like that black tie affair they go to. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she like starts being upset about backgammon. Like you could just, <laughs> it is obviously probably something. I mean, I'd be upset if I, I was forced to play backgammon as well. But, yeah. <laughs> now that was a uh, interesting, interesting st- scene. Cause then that lady, that richer lady who was obviously into Mr. Yeah. Wood- Woodcock, uh, was talking shit on his wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, which, yeah. And you could just feel that like, you could tell he didn't like it. He didn't like yeah. it, but also I feel like you could you. There's just that sense that these are the kind of women that he normally was with, yeah. like who are like, oh well, I could treat you better. Yeah. But then he's like, well, I don't think I want different though. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I want that. It's just mm-hmm. the the kind of where at the beginning of the film he says he has no time for drama or no time for for arguments, and yet the rest of the film is him <laughs> drama and arguments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very true. And, and then so. when his sister asks him. Do you want me to ask her to leave? And he says, no, why would I want that? That was a very decisive point in the movie where we realized, oh, so it's not getting worse. It's essentially right where he wants it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then we notice uh, we start to notice again. They go back to the to the countryside and they she poisons him right in front of his face and tells him. And then kiss me, darling, before I get sick. Like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Things got real crazy right there. Yeah. Like, it was I, like the second he said that, that was the moment where I went, oh, it's the game he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, this is this is what he wants. This is she's realized that this is what she what he wants out of the relationship, which is mm-hmm. just this kind of constant, you know, at the edge of death kind of drama yeah. that he's just kind of looking for. Yeah, because she also allows him to see his mother again during that near-death experience, and I think that's another mm. thing he really connected I was, with. Uh, I was shocked the mother thing didn't come up more. I guess, yeah. I mean, it, it's... So this movie, I've noticed something um, as we're talking about it. It is... Mm. It, it, a lot of it is about subtlety. Because a lot of the things that happen in the movie happen very subtly. Like, um, mm-hmm. for example, it, it, the movie doesn't try to tell you outright uh, too many things. You just kind of figure it out for yourself. Um, his situation with, uh, with like the whole game thing. Like, yeah, it, it's a whole explosion during that fight. But then realizing that things are a game for ourselves is very subtle. Um, yeah. and not only that, but, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh fuck. God damn it, dude. I forgot what I was going to say. I hate when I do that. I'll just be thinking <laughs> about shit and, oh, oh, okay. Good. I remember now. Um, yeah. so in the beginning, this movie misleads us 
pretty hardcore, I would say, because it begins with uh, a narrative. Uh, the wife is telling a story to, to someone. We don't know who yet at this yeah. time. We find out later I on. I assumed a reporter. Yeah, right. We thought it was going to be a reporter because yeah. we think, oh, OK, usually when movies start off like this, talking about someone as if they're dead, we were thinking they're dead. Um, that was the, the only thing that I don't like about the misleading bit. Because hmm. I felt like it didn't really make much sense at the end. <laughs> so I was like, so why the fuck was she telling all this? Like the guy she was telling was the doctor. Yeah, yeah. no, I got that. Yeah, yeah. But I'd start like what she was just like. They, so they put him to bed after he checks up on him. And he was like, this is the second time this has happened. What's and then she just went on? like, I gave him everything. And he's like, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is a little bit weird. I feel like it was probably unnecessary because one, why did they have to? Well, actually, I do know why they had to mislead us. Um, it's to make us think that he is actually going to die the first time she poisoned him, I think. Uh, yes, that's 100 percent what it is. Yeah. And by knowing or hearing that at the beginning of the movie, it brings up more tension, makes us feel mm -hmm. a little more like, oh, shit, what's. What is she doing? Is is that actually yeah, like she's going to get to the point of hating him? Yeah, which it feels like she's on the road to. God, dude, I I was thinking like, God damn, if a woman tried to poison me just because I told her to fuck off back to the country, I'd be fucking. That would suck. That's a shitty way to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe you shouldn't tell people to fuck off to the countryside. Well, that's where she came from, so. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Where was she supposed to be from? Because like, remember the the lady we were talking about the backgammon game? Yeah. She was like, she was like, I don't want to sound racist, but is this a is this a thing in her country? I was like, what? So that's what country is she supposed to be from? Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I've heard that as a critique actually against the film. Um, okay. Uh, some people were calling this movie a uh, like extremely misogynistic film. And that it was bad for that reason, because the woman in the film has no background. She only exists to fit into the narrative of this man. And, you know, I yeah. mean, this is coming from a real uh, like, you know, more feminist uh, uh, critique. But um, uh, that is true, though. They do have a point. She doesn't really have a background besides she was a clumsy mm -hmm waitress that he saw as yeah, it wasn't clumsy it was a meat cute sir she was clumsy it's okay you can meet cute and be clumsy <laughs> you know she like hit her knee and whatever and she was smiling at him mm -hmm. i don't i don't know what she saw in him i was thinking myself like how does she think yeah. this older like way older dude is attractive but you know whatever yeah. things are different well, i mean th dude he's what in that film he's like 60 yeah and he looks like how i hope i will look at 40 oh my god <laughs> dude if you look like that at 40 Jesus, because he looks frail. Dude, he, his uh, he's hunched over in the film a lot. He looks like a frail man. Um, well, he's hunched over. But I think that's more of a, a choice on on Daniel Day Lewis. Because I've seen him walk around. He doesn't look like that normally. But I think that's because you know when you're a tailor, you're hunched over a table. You're you're kind of like leaning forward a lot. Like I think it's a it was a character choice more than anything well, else. Well, now I'm thinking about his characters in his movies. He does have a lot, yeah. a lot of scenes where he is more hunched over too, and like it might be mm -hmm. like almost like a signature thing too. Maybe because okay. I see him when I'm thinking about there will be blood or even the gangs of New York. There's many famous mm -hmm. shots where he's like hunched over coming at the camera. He's also a tall guy. <laughs> he is pretty fucking tall. Yeah, deceptively so. And in this movie, yeah. they made him look really short. Um, yeah, um, which, but also considering he's around models they're all going to be very tall oh yeah yeah 
So he's just probably an average height for people in that field. Maybe, maybe. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, you know, that was pretty much the extent of her background. And then you hear that other extra part that you just uh, referenced uh, regarding what country or whatever the hell she's from uh, when she was saying not to be racist. But, yeah. uh, you know, that's just a terrible way to start a sentence. There's never going to be any good coming out of that. <laughs> not yeah. to be racist no. or anything. <laughs> Is that old saying the that uh, nobody's ever said something uh, like kind after I'm not a racist, but <laughs> <laughs> right. Like you can just stop right there, man. Yeah. If you it's have to like preface anything it you like say that. right now is definitely going to be racist. <laughs> exactly. Um. Um, but no, I, I, I even thought like, what is his accent supposed to be? Oh God. Cause I, I even, cause I don't, he, it was kind of, it's extremely subtle, whatever it is. He's just a quiet, kind of English, guy. Kind of English, kind of American, kind of like a German who spoke, who speaks English very well. Um, <laughs> Like like a like an east not east like a very West German accent yeah um but yeah it I, and I I just gave up trying to think about what it was halfway through yeah it was definitely it just unique was all over the place it wasn't like anybody else in the film that's for sure and then her accent mm. was very interesting um, her accent I could it sounded like northeastern European yeah it, that's all I could think of is it's it's either because I don't want to I don't think it was Polish what was her name again oh god I don't remember I need to look this shit up I, I have a uh, but I don't think in the 1950s there were I mean there, there's got to be some Polish people there's not gonna be as large of the because the EU hadn't happened yet so there's not gonna be that large Polish population in the UK yet uh her um, name was Alma there you go uh, that was that was her name, Alma Elson. It's literally the first questions when you Google it is, "What is her nationality?" <laughs> That's really funny. Or you know, Google's just listening to you because it does that. It could be. I oh, she's Luxembourgan. Oh. Oh no, sorry. That's that's just where the actress is from. Oh, but. oh, the actress. Well, they, yeah, because they don't talk about where he goes to, does he? Uh, do they? Because they say, oh, go mean? to the countryside, and then he goes to the countryside, and that's where he meets her. So she's clearly from his hometown, um, wherever her, yeah, so. Mr. Reynolds's hometown is. So no, his hometown is definitely uh, like. No, I wouldn't say south of England. It might even be more like Kent area. It kind of looked like, but he doesn't sound like he's from Kent. Whatever. But yeah, um, it says that Alma is, is continental European of an undetermined background. She speaks in a vague Dutch or German uh, yeah. or Germanic yeah, accent. Yeah, so that is true. Yeah, uh, that, expl- that that that's West German. So yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. does make sense. Yeah, but uh. My fucking mouse is about to die for some reason. But well, um, you gotta get a corded mouse, man. No, man, I've got a silent mouse. Look at this. Look at all this clicking I'm doing. You can't even hear it. Yeah, but also, <laughs> I don't know. Is your mic right next to it? Yeah, I put it right up to, next to the mic. Wow, that's pretty silent. Into man. that. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, but well, it's mostly mostly because I play a lot of Minecraft, and I just get really tired of hearing like oh, all the time. dude i have a mechanical keyboard because i wanted to be fuck fancy that. yeah dude i got like the whole rainbow and shit my computer's gay as fuck i got <laughs> no, I, I legitimately want keyboards with silent keys oh so you like those those softer kind you don't like the mechanical yeah. i like the mechanical because yeah. i like the the 
you know, I like that feedback. I need to feel mm-hmm. like I'm fucking pressing a button um, <laughs> when I'm going forward as Steve or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck his name is. No, I think it's it Steve. Is Steve yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still play the fuck out of Minecraft? I haven't played it in a long time, but now that okay. I have this new graphics card and I have this uh, badass computer, I'm totally down to start up again. Um, well, the server is always available. If well, you're dude, let's let's do it. Let's fucking do it. I'm, I've, I'm, down I'm waiting. Um, I might do that Sunday, although I'm supposed to be on a different server Sunday. I have two servers at this point now. Dude, I'll hop onto whatever. I'll just tag along. Okay. And we'll fine. Discord and talk and because uh, to be honest, Discord is I love Discord. It, it's amazing. Yeah, I just, the amount of times somebody were like, join my Discord, I just has made me <laughs> it's, it's kinda hate really the thing. easy though. That's the thing. Now that you have yeah. a Discord, all they have to do is send you a link on Facebook. You click on that link, your Discord opens up, you're already in it. And you can Great. leave whenever you want, because you could just leave the server on Discord. It's super easy. <laughs> Um, okay. okay. Uh, we'll keep using it. Yeah. I'm not saying we're not using it. No, no, I know that. I, I'm just saying, like, it makes it real easy for group calls, uh, conferencing. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's a million times better than Zoom. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, uh, dude, fucking, remember Skype? Does anybody use Skype anymore? Uh, yes. Really? I do. You do? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought everybody just uses Facebook calling now for that instead. No, I still I still Skype Naomi. Oh my oh, god, shit, really? Just, just, I forgot we're, we're, we're not name dropping people. <laughs> just like, Dude, no way though. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh, well, last time I did was I want to say April time. Wow. So it's been a while now, but it was when lockdown first started, and she was telling me about her being locked down at her her dad's house, and uh, I was talking about being locked down at my, at my girlfriend's house. Yeah. And, uh, Is she over yeah. in? I thought she was in Europe for a little while. Where's she at now? No, she's in Chicago. Uh, oh, I was like, I where? So. <laughs> Chicago. <In> Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Chicago. Okay. Yeah, she's in Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. She's going to the, to the same... She's getting a law degree at the same university that her dad got a law degree. Oh, thank God. Moving out of liberal arts. <laughs> Dude, like liberal arts, really? But no, that's good. Law degrees are good. Yeah, yeah a lot of... Like, yeah, she... Yeah, I haven't spoken to her really since. Oh, what was that? I still send her letter, letters every once in a while as well. Oh, that's we still cool. Correspond that way as well. Nice. I actually, should send her a letter pretty recently. I'll send her. I'll send her one today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't talk to too many people. It's really difficult for me to maintain multiple friendships. Uh, and uh, it, it also moving to this new place here it really sucks, man. I gotta say, uh, yeah. everyone I work with in my field is like really old, so. Like really? 55 is the average age. Um, wow. I'm about 10 years younger than the youngest guy in the shop. And uh, wow. yeah, that's my life right there. So uh, it's cool because like I'm friends with everybody that like half of them are military vets. And so it's chill. But uh, like, you know, nobody's like, yeah, let's fucking go party this weekend. Uh, I got to rely on my wife's friends for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, obviously I sympathize to a degree mm-hmm. um because i i've moved around a lot in my life mm-hmm. um so and cardiff was was 
difficult for to an extent. Mm-hmm. So fun, fun. Just for backgrounds for anybody listening, not that there will be. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, probably not um, the first one. Like, if anybody listens to yeah. this, it'll be because they went back like a year from yeah. now. <laughs> They're like, oh, like, I wonder what their years, first one is. Five years from now, five ne- years from now, somebody's gonna be like, what about their first podcast was like? They listen to it. And they're and like, God, this is shit. Who the? F- why did <laughs> ten, we start listening yeah. to them? <laughs> 10 minutes in they're just like this is a mess yeah, right <laughs> they're just ta- what the fuck were we even talking about at the beginning just about our lives as kids. i don't even remember when we started recording <laughs> yeah. like we've probably already been oh let me take a look actually I, i'm looking at it right now we've been an hour yeah, we've been an hour already yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like that and we just started talking about the oh god damn it the movie. well no we started the movie 40 minutes in so we've been talking about the movie for about 20 minutes now yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah, but yeah so Wait, to, for context for anybody listening who isn't aware who isn't just my mother <laughs> <laughs> uh, going it's just really nice to hear you guys hang out again <laughs> um, but uh yeah so for context marcos and i both grew up in southern california um like pasadena area of los angeles yeah um, i know that's what and, i always say uh, where you're from pasadena because uh, yeah, i can't say monrovia like oh uh, you know it's the worst Monrovia's fucking part about that <laughs> do you get this as well do you say pasadena area and they go that's where big bang theory is set oh my god no no i don't uh, i never get that, get it's, that. It's a, yeah, unfortunately, that's what I get a lot. Wow, um, holy shit. It really, it really makes me upset. Yeah, I don't but like anyhow, Big Bang Theory, dude. I tried. I give it a try. It's very big in the... At least in Wales. At least South Wales, it's a very big show. Wow. A lot of people watch it. I don't know why. Um, but anyhow. Uh, so... Marcos and I both grew up in Southern California, uh, and then when we were both 19, uh, he, about the exact same time, uh, Marcos joined the military, uh, and I... Uh, became a spy for the American government and moved to the United <laughs> Kingdom. No, I, I just I, I moved my I moved my life to the United Kingdom to 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 Wales specifically coming down Beath. Um, I think it's Ambith actually. <laughs> Said it all wrong. Yeah, correct yourself, son. Yeah, Cumbrian Bith. I think it is. Yeah, there we go. Cumbrian Bith. Much yeah. better. Um, I'll let this part out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and. Um, yeah, so so uh, he moved he moved on to do that. I moved to to South Wales, so I've lived all over South Wales, which is you know uh, from from where I live now, which is Cardiff, which is the biggest city in the capital of Wales, all the way to Camarthen, which is the oldest uh, settlement in Wales, and also a fucking tiny little farm town. So that was fun. Uh, but Marcos, you tell a little bit about your life. If you want. Yeah, I uh, joined the army to twenty fifteen uh, October because I was starving and like not able to continue life unless i was gonna do it on the street and i really didn't want to do that uh i tried going to college you know at first um but uh i was uh, one of those starving students you know i was trying to get the financial assistance and all that from fafsa and all that and it just didn't come quick enough and i was it was very difficult to continue like that so i, I had to drop out of college um and join the army because at that time there was really no other choice for me and i'd always i'd always you know considered joining the military uh i thought about joining the marines right out of high school but uh decided i wanted to try working first and maybe going to college instead um obviously that didn't work out too well so i joined the military uh left for the army they set me up i will always advocate for joining the military now after doing it because my life is pretty fucking good right now i'm able to do 
majority of anything I want. I have the toys I like. I have, you know, uh, I have a house. Literally, the military has paid for this house, and it's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, like, I joined the military. I, ch I chose a job that was something other than infantry. I joined the medical field because, you know, don't want to go and fucking die in a war, especially for a president I really don't give a shit about. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I did. I became a biomed and for most people who don't know what the fuck that is, and a lot of people don't, I work as a medical equipment technician. So I repair all sorts of uh, medical devices, you know, anywhere from uh, ultrasound and x-ray to suction and other types of patient monitoring systems. Just kind of like, uh, you know, jack of all trades when it comes to repairing medical devices if i can't do it then it's not a big deal we just send it out to a manufacturer to get it fixed but it's pretty good job keeps me nice and secure uh wouldn't have gotten it without joining the military so after i got out i was able to hop right into the to the fold in in you know uh, civilian life and i've been enjoying things lived in uh let's see el paso which borders Juarez, which was very interesting. There's nothing out there, but honestly, I kind of liked El Paso compared to Augusta, Georgia. I know <laughs> other Georgians, if they're listening to this, uh, sorry, but not sorry. I just don't like it here. I'm a city boy from fucking Pasadena, and this is not my type of life. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that was that was essentially my problem with Camarthen. Camarthen, as I told you yesterday, oh, yeah. um, it's a population of fifteen thousand people, and it's just yeah, it was it was like. Yeah, there there was a decent nightlife. I had it was just a difficult time I had there, um, yeah. just from a multitude of different factors. Yeah, uh, just kind of going through kind of a tough time, kind of um, dealing with the fact that I'd moved my life here, and then was just still working at a coffee shop in a tiny town. Oh wow! When yeah. there was nothing to do, and it was just kind of outside of essentially just get pissed. That would have drained my soul, dude. <laughs> yeah, it did. It, it did drain. It did drain my soul. Yeah. I did it for. I did it for a year and a half. I lived in Camarthen, um, and then one day, uh, getting close. Uh, uh, yeah, one day around New Year's Eve, I just went. Oh, it's been another year, and I went. Oh, this is how. <laughs> This is how people say, and uh, one day I blinked and then I was 30. Oh, no. And I just, I had that realization. I went, I need to leave. So I immediately started applying to jobs um, in, unfortunately, in Swansea again. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I used to live in Swansea. It was a really shit time. Um, I've had a lot of shit time in like a lot of places in South Wales. I still have a lot of love for this country. But yeah, still. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I applied to jobs in Swansea and Cardiff, ended up getting a job in insurance uh, in Cardiff, and I, I've moved here. I lived in a shitty fucking place in this borough, or not, like, I guess it's called boroughs. It's like a, like a district in Cardiff called Grangetown, mm -hmm. um, or as we like to call it, Strangetown. Um, oh. And it's like, it's like what, it's the, that, that place and I think San Romney are like the two poorest areas in Cardiff. And it was, it wasn't that bad. As I constantly say to people in like when I was here, I was like, listen, I used to live very close to Monty, which means nothing to people here. Yeah. But like I could I've walked through 
all bits of like the d- dangerous parts. I've walked through fucking splots, which somebody named that knowing that was going to be a low income area. Yeah, <laughs> dude, uh, fuck man. Like, I tell my wife the same thing. Like whenever we're going to a, a, a area that she thinks is sketchy, I was like, dude, uh, yeah. this is not sketchy. Get out of here. Yeah. Most of the people who are sketchy in uh, Cardiff are so fucked on spice anyway, they can't attack me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which is spice like a big thing problem over for America right fuck? now? It's a huge problem. I mean, spice it, sounds I know familiar. it sounds like something out of Dune. It, it is something like, out of Dune. Yeah, it totally yeah. is. Uh, you know, but uh, it's it's like a drug that just like completely knocks you out. You're just like you. There are people who are walking through Cardiff all the time, and they just they're literally like hunched over and like about to fall over, and they're just walking forward, well, and they're just bodies on like autopilot while they're just kind of out or just gone. Now, so spice uh, isn't really uh, a big deal over here because you don't hear about it at all on any of the news mm-hmm. over here. What right now, the biggest thing is probably the, uh, opioid epidemic that's going on over here. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the biggest one. You know, people just getting hooked on these barbiturates and opioids and yeah. selling pills. Uh, fortunately over here, that's, that's less of a problem. Uh, it's because of the fact that well, medical uh, care, like a lot of this is people self-medicating to be honest. Yeah. yeah that's the big, yeah. the thing is, is when, when the government runs the healthcare system, it doesn't matter how much money you give them. They go, no, you don't need it anymore. Yeah. Bye. Like, leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I went to the hospital. I was in excruciating pain from a thing that I have that Marcus is aware of. Oh, yeah. Um, and they wouldn't give me morphine. Oh, like, yeah. They would only give me paracetamol, which I was like, cool. I could have gone to fucking Boots and gotten uh, fucking paracetamol, but that's fine. Yeah. Also, the biggest fucking uh, just, like, false advertisement in this country is <laughs> a store in this country called boots what do you think they fucking sell uh, well hearing after what you just said i thought they sold boots and i was like no what? they're a pharmaceutical yeah, store apparently because you can get uh, paracetamol there yeah <laughs> why, the, why the why is it called boots <laughs> i don't know man there's a lot of oh, weird things in there called boots like oh. you guys call the trunk a boot and the Fucking yeah, we do call the, the trunk of boot on yeah. it, and I'm just like, yeah, that that was fuck out of here, here, you fucking weird ass. Yeah. This isn't this isn't a fucking carriage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they they do say a lot of odd stuff. They, I just constantly like, yeah, they, it's it every day at work, it's somebody saying something. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's like, <laughs> you say it this way, and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, so you, you haven't it's, you haven't conformed yet to that, or you let it slip no, sometime? I, no, I. I definitely I think the I think the most American I've ever felt is when I lived in the UK <laughs> because I just I'm so defiant in how much I want to be American. Yeah. yeah. And how much I want to be like, well, yeah, um, must be really interesting, yeah. to be honest. Uh, who knows? Maybe when we start getting a better president, you might consider moving back for a little while. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, uh, and to be honest, if I were, I've already kind of discussed it a bit. Um, biggest biggest draws for living where I am now is the healthcare system. Yes, but 100%, the current yeah. current prime minister uh, that we have, Boris Johnson, yeah. is uh, it seems like he's going to try and sell it off. What so, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. It's it's one of the biggest things about Brexit is that they're actually trying to stop the trade deals in the EU to set up trade deals in the US with the pharmaceutical companies to the point where even recently i think the health secretary even said that he thinks that the best option for the nhs is to move to a u.s style healthcare system oh 
which obviously just means that they have a lot of friends in the pharmaceutical companies and they want to make a lot of money. Lobbyists, man, lobbyists. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's um, that's that's disappointing. It's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah it's really unfortunate. Because the thing is, is people people here say so. Anyone in the UK will say, you know, there's problems with the NHS. Yeah. Anyone in the government will say it's not functioning. This, 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 yeah. this, all these things. Yeah. But as an American who's lived. In a in the American healthcare system, mm-hmm. where there's not free universal healthcare, yeah. <clears throat> there is nothing wrong with their healthcare system here. No. But the reason the reason they think something's wrong is because it can be better. It can be better. Yes. But that doesn't mean it's flawed. That doesn't mean that it immediately should just we should scrap the whole thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. It means we should try and fix it. But it's also in a better place than a lot of countries have. Oh yeah, a and lot a, a lot in a better place than America really has. Mm-hmm. Like the the yeah, I mean. It's just it's the kind of treatment I can still get in this country for just paying my taxes. Yeah, is 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 to an American who's lived through the American healthcare system, who's gone to the hospital for two hours, and in those two hours Racked was up like given a an IV. Bill. No more, <laughs> like six. All I got, all I got was an IV of uh, Tylenol or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something, some kind of stupid over-the-counter pain medication again. Yeah. Um, and they took my uh, did a blood test on me and confirmed that I did I was having an episode of one of my like body problems that I'll discuss maybe in a later episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I have pancreas problems, <laughs> but yeah. uh, they they confirmed that through my blood like a, a, a blood reading yeah. that my I was having a pancreatic attack. Uh-huh. And uh, but then they said, well, but we can't ad- admit you in, which was probably the best thing ever because that visit cost me eleven hundred dollars. God damn. Yeah, that, that's and insane. That was for two hours for them to tell me, "Congratulations, you are correct. You are having, you are in excruciating pain. Uh, we've only given you over-the-counter kind of drugs that have done nothing to you. Please leave." That's a thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, and obviously, our healthcare system is still trying to get better from that type of situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, under this uh, current uh, presidency, though, I don't see much going on, but. Um, I know that probably under the next presidency, healthcare is going to be another big thing that people are going to be striving towards. Because, like I said, there's yeah. an opioid epidemic going on, and it is a hundred percent because of how uh, just inaccessible uh, good and proper healthcare is in this country. Um, yeah. Because, like, the, the fact that it costs so much, um, the fact that uh, even with good healthcare insurance, you still have huge amounts of co-pays and your insurance rates go up and all that it's not oh a- yeah let me remind you that that one thousand dollar paycheck was insurance through starbucks yeah i had health insurance yeah i did have it insane <laughs> absolutely insane um yeah just for a room uh, at my hospital for example the one i work at will cost mm-hmm. you something like fifteen hundred dollars a night that's so nice. if you get hospitalized that's racking up and that's not including the medication that's not including all the uh lab bills and each department that runs through you has their own mm -hmm. separate bill that's ridiculous my uh my grandparents on my mother's side had a house decent savings all that and i've never seen any of that inheritance because my grandmother got sick and my grandfather had to sell everything and get rid of everything that he essentially had to pay for her to um, essentially, and in the end, end up not getting the healthcare she needed, yeah. and she died. <laughs> yeah, very, very. Sad. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. No, that's new information. Yeah, no, that's that's. Uh, they used sad. to have a house on Camino Real. Wow, 
Yeah, on Camino Real and Myrtle on the corner there. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Yep. There's places in Rovia if you're in the know. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to get another government job, man. Yeah. Because yeah. um, military yeah. and government healthcare insurance is the best. <laughs> you can't get nothing better. It's basically like having a you know yeah. your universal healthcare up there. Uh, yeah. It's you just well, walk in and they handle it and that's good. Yeah, I government jobs here are supposed to be pretty cushy, mm-hmm. um, and, but it's in a kind of it, it exposes some of the problems that exist in this country. Of essentially, if you get a government job, you know that you're going to get paid very well to do very little, mm-hmm. and it's because there's so much bureaucracy in this country. Oh, really? There, it is a problem of it. There is there is definitely a problem of that existing here. It's still a better system than a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's definitely it. I think one of the major problems of this country is just like it's like building a brick wall, but you were like starting to learn how to make bricks like as you were building it. <laughs> so like at the bottom, you still have all this stuff at the bottom that's like really shoddily made, but oh. you're still just stacking bricks on top of it, gotcha. like hoping that it'll hold the weight of of this system that you've built because <clears throat> it's just a you know. It's a system that essentially started around the Magna, Magna Carta. And yeah, at that yeah, point yeah. onward, they've just been going forward and, and being like, well, let's put this brick on top. And it's just that for, you know, as long as it's been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be an update of all the old documents and all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? People need to take a serious look at it and, and actually start. The French have it right. They just that. have a revolution every once in a while and, they cut, and then they do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the French have it right. Uh, I gotta yeah, say, yeah, that's yeah. not something I've heard very often. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, well. so that, that's essentially our lives in a, in a nutshell. Uh, and, you know, I know we got a little political there and we will occasionally. We um, yeah. yeah uh, if you don't like politics, fuck off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will get a little that's political. You over, Marcos. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to win nobody over. I'm just trying to have a good conversation with my friend I haven't spoke to in a long ass time. We're going to talk about some movies, watch some good movies, because I have no one, dude, I have no one to watch good movies with. Like, yeah, I have my wife, but she's not into, like, artsy or, you know, really good cinema. Like, she doesn't call movies cinema. She's, you know, she's definitely much more in it for the experience. Now, I've heard a critique on the modern movie-going experience recently. I think it was, who was it? Was it Steven Spielberg? No, it wasn't Spielberg. It was, um... Are you talking about Scorsese? Scorsese he was there like, you go. It's like a roller coaster. Exactly. <laughs> it was Scorsese who said that, or Scorsese. Uh, However, you, Scorsese. Uh, it depends on how yeah. much coke he's had at the time. Exactly. But uh, oh, I shouldn't make that joke. He's he's a recovering addict. <laughs> <you know. laughs> uh, yeah, you know, all for recovery. Uh, seriously. Um, but anyway, because um, <laughs> you're just like, there's an opioid problem and <laughs> fuck addiction. <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously, it sucks. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, he had said uh, he critiques modern cinema because of the fact that it has become uh, like a excitement event such as a roller coaster yeah. it's meant to you're supposed it's to like go and get park, cheap thrills and i think that's what he yeah. was referring it to it's a cheap thrill now um and you know my wife swore that and i have honestly i have nothing against a cheap thrill uh 
I think, as long mm-hmm. as it's not drugs, uh, uh, heavy drugs, you know, marijuana, psychedelics, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Who cares? Yeah. And if you're going to get cocaine, go for the more expensive. You don't want cheap thrills. You, you want the pure stuff. Uh, yes, because <laughs> okay. a lot of times, well, see, because when cocaine start and get cut with other stuff, you, you really start risking. Oh, yeah. Most of the time it's cut with meth. You really, when it's yeah, you really start you... risking some shit. Um, yeah. So it's probably better to get pure if you could. Um, but yeah. then I'm not advocating. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like if that, you're going like to do it, do it right. <laughs> do you, you ever watch Love Actually? No, I haven't that seen film? that movie. Yeah. There's that li- great line from Bill Nye, or Bill Nye <laughs> in that film. Yeah. Uh, I was like, the science guy? He, he's like on, he's on camera and he's like this fucking older rock star who's kind of fading out of public eye. Uh-huh. But he goes on a, on a BBC talk show and he's like, and he starts making fun of this new boy band of the era because mm. it was the, ter- the 2000s. Oh, yeah. um, and they they just go, hey, we're, we're on TV. We're live. And he goes, oh. And he just turns to the camera and he goes, kids, it's your Uncle Bill here. Don't do drugs. Become a rock star and they'll give them to you for free. <laughs> <laughs> don't pay oh, no, for he drugs. Says, don't buy, don't don't buy, buy drugs. drugs. Yeah. yeah, he says, don't buy drugs. Become a rock star and they'll give them to you for free. And everyone's like, they're shutting off the cameras and like turning off the show. So fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Was that that wasn't on the Graham Norton, was it? It was on something else? Well, no, it was it was a no, it was a it was in the movie Love Actually. Oh, it's, it's in real. the movie. Okay, really gotcha, movie. gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. the, the movie Love Actually was it's, it's a decent rom-com. I'd say, I'd say I put it in there in the movies of like things you need to watch. There's a lot of stuff that's kind of weird. You know what like I've been wanting to watch for a while? Um, Go on. Fucking Lost in Translation. Dude, I can't do that movie. It's too boring. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, for me anyway. I love the I'll forever love the scene mm-hmm. of Bill Murray like trying to talk to the director in Japanese. And like the, he's got a translator. It's like literally the kind of, you know. Well, I haven't, kind I haven't of seen little, it, so I mean. Okay. <laughs> it's the part of the movie that's like making fun of a little bit the title. Like obviously the title has other meanings yeah. throughout the film. Yeah. But like there's a scene where he's doing a commercial in Japan. And the guy, the Japanese director is like screaming this long sentence in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And then the like translator just walks up and he goes, he just wants you to uh, take a sip after you say the sentence. And, he just goes, and he's like, is that it? Is that all he said? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? And he goes, yeah. Okay. And then he does a take. And then the guy just like throws shit on the floor. And he's screaming more. And he just goes, could you just lean forward a little bit? And he's like, I feel like I'm not getting everything here. Dude, that is so, oh my God, that sounds amazing i think i would love to watch that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's really funny um but yeah <laughs> that's the scene that always sticks in my mind in that movie. yeah we definitely gotta we definitely gotta start watching some more movies uh because like i said yeah i i need somebody to to share these experiences so, with <laughs> do you are, are we gonna do take turns of recommendation because yeah, i more yeah. or less recommended phantom thread yeah i was gonna say let's let's take turns with recommendation so you recommended phantom thread which is mm-hmm. uh it was a really good movie, to be honest. It lost me in the middle, but it brought me back at the end. I enjoyed it. Yeah. The the music, the the score for this movie oh, was fantastic. Was yeah. I spent the I spent the rest of the night after watching that movie just drinking tea, listening to fucking. I think I was listening to like Chopin. Oh yeah, <laughs> just like writing. I was just writing. Yeah. And I was just I felt I just felt so classic. Right. I, I loved doing that. I used to do that in your house, yeah. like way back. Yes, in you the did. Day, yeah. <laughs> I used to just listen to classical music and uh, write on my little computer. But anyway, Mm. um, yeah, so great score, of course, costume design. I'm not an expert on it, but everything looked nice. (laughs) Mm. Um, (laughs) 
So it was great. Uh, fantastic performance. Uh, sadly, last performance of Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, last. last. Is that his last it movie? is his last performance. I wouldn't say his last movie. I don't oh, know if he's going to move into directing yeah. or uh, you know producing or whatever. But I didn't know it that. Is, but it it's was good his last, last performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say <laughs> okay. personally it was his best because obviously I love him in his other roles that he's been in. Like for example, There Would Be Blood. That movie just amazing to me. Yeah. But. Uh, Phantom Thread was a good last performance. Um, he definitely brought the character just that perfect amount of, I guess, Daniel Day-Lewis. You know, like he gave it, <laughs> yeah. he gave it the perfect amount, and the character couldn't have been played better by anybody else. I don't think. Um, yeah. So I really, really enjoyed it. Um, you wanna, you wanna give these things a rating? How do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, I, I give it a rate because I gave it a rating uh, on because I, I put every I mostly write movies on IMDb just so I have a list of movies that I've seen. Yeah. and I know that I've seen it. Yeah. Because otherwise I'll forget. Fuck, dude. But yeah, what, what would you give the movie? I would give the movie. Um, I want to say I'd give it probably like a are we rating this out of one out of ten or out of ten? Out of yeah, ten? Out of 10. OK, nobody fucking uses letter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I thought it was going to be one out of five or one out of ten. <laughs> Uh, hold on. G okay. Give me one second. Pause on that. Uh, I gotta go okay. to check out what's at my front door. Give me a sec. So, uh, no, I don't have any funny things I can say. This one time, there's a video of it on the internet where uh, I, w I went to the restroom at a McDonald's and I had the, the just a camera out recording us. And Marcos then decided to put um, ketchup inside my Coke. Uh, and then I came back and then he just sat there laughing. Okay, I'm back. Just drank to the end. Oh, hi. <laughs> Are you talking to someone? Yeah, I was talking to uh, the, the audience. Oh, okay. I told I told the story of... you. I don't even know if you'll remember this. Hmm. There was a time where... Uh, it's, on, it's, it's in one of my YouTube videos back in the day. Of uh, We were at McDonald's, and I went to the restroom, and you just put, like, a bunch of ketchup in my Coke. No, we put a pickle. <laughs> oh, you put a... No, you no, you put a pickle in my water. <laughs> we, put, you didn't put a, we put ketchup in That was something you and Adam used to do all the time. But there's there's one time you, you took a fry... You dipped it in, in ketchup and then you dipped it in my drink and you legitimately like because I had the camera like set up on the side and you like looked at the camera and like positioned it so that, that you could make sure you could see it. Yeah. And you dipped it and then you like giggled and then like moved it back and then and then went about your day. Oh my god. I don't yeah. fucking remember that. Jesus I don't remember Christ. a lot, but every once in a while I'll 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 watch some videos that I have on my hard drive. Oh, like god. I just still have like I literally it's one point five terabytes and it's just full of like because on top of that like everything i put on youtube yeah. that's that's obviously stuff i sifted through yeah so there's all the stuff of like 30 minutes of us just hanging out you still have that, that I just stuff put, I, yeah i still have wow. all that shit man yeah. damn that's been with you across I mean, I countries I, man <laughs> it really has yeah, i was talking to my roommate about it because he was having trouble with heart, his hard drive and i was thinking like man that i've had this hard drive since 2011 mm -hmm. i want to say mm -hmm. and i put i like I don't look at it often because, I mean, so much of my life I try really hard. I, we say this making a podcast, but <laughs> so much of my life I try not to be really around technology these days. Mm -hmm. I like try to, which is what quarantine and lockdown has kind of really been a difficult struggle yeah, for me. Yeah, it's got to be hard past. during this this time. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I, I used to like once a week go, if not more, go to this pub down in, in, in Carter center and just play pool with like, I even got like, I even was starting to try and join the pool team for that pub. Mm -hmm. Like 
I I like going out. I like chatting people. I literally was doing something every day of the week back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's just been about a year of that not being a thing. So yeah, I um, it's a little rough. I have my outdoor hobbies too. Of course, I try to go camping mm-hmm. and and kayaking and all that stuff. And thanks to quarantine, uh. That mm-hmm. stuff isn't off limits. It's just, we're usually six feet apart from everybody and uh, or out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Another thing I like to do is I like to drive really fast, very <laughs> fast. I got a BMW recently, Reese. I think I told you about it. Nice. Wow. Um, and uh, it's a little project car. It's it's known to be one of the most unreliable BMWs ever made. Um, <laughs> but let me tell you, the bad boy is fucking fast. <laughs> wow. Yeah, especially nice. with a little bit of a a little bit of tuning and tweaking and aftermarket parts. So I, I like to do that. I like to drive real fast in it. The fastest I've gone. Uh, this is, this was in Mexico, by the way. Um, was, uh, <laughs> Just covering yourself. <laughs> yeah, it was about a hundred. I would and, never do this on U.S. soil. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was about 155 miles an hour so far. That's the fastest I've gone. Um, wow. Oh yeah. It's so much fastest, fun. Fastest I've ever gone was 120 miles and that was on U.S. soil. Try and extradite me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Try and extradite me. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, but I try to get out and do that stuff too. Uh, personally, though, I don't mind being on technology a lot. Uh, I never, mm-hmm. I've never been into social media, so that's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, you could just tell from looking at my fucking Instagram. The last yeah, Instagram post. is essentially the only thing I use. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's the only thing I use. <laughs> I, basically, same here. I mean, I go on to Facebook yeah. because I like to laugh, and, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. Sometimes I like to see what's going on with old friends but uh instagram and facebook are my only two real social media that i go on to uh i don't post ever i just repost on facebook and then on instagram (laughs) the last thing i posted was uh literally just um uh when we were doing uh it was blackout friday i think it was or something like that and i just wanted to show my support so that was the last thing i posted and it's before that it had been maybe two years since the last thing I posted. So I really don't try mm-hmm. to stay too connected though. I do like technology though. That's yeah. why I like building computers and fixing mm-hmm. electrical equipment. But I I'm I'm a little in the same boat. Just uh yeah. YouTube and Instagram. And YouTube Facebook. a lot, yeah. I definitely use a lot of YouTube. That's all I really go um, into things for. Yeah, YouTube and Instagram is about all I really YouTube is as much as it's changed so much since I first like started on it, um, back in the day when I used to. I, I I I'm such a YouTube hipster where I say I used to be on you. I was on YouTube back when you'd be like, I wonder if they'll have this video. Not I have to sift through all the reactions to find the reaction oh videos God. to find the video I'm looking for. I know, right? Um, but no, I, I yeah, I used to be on. I think I started on YouTube in like 2009, back when all of Yu-Gi-Oh GX was on it. I used to watch that. What <laughs> all of it? Yeah, wow. all of it was like because it was a kind of unknown site at the time, so they hadn't really pulled it from the web from the internet. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, I. It's changed so much, but at the same time, it's still my like one-stop shop, like my port of call for like going on the internet. When I turn on the internet, I turn on YouTube. Like that's uh-huh. that's the first thing I do. I don't go to any other website other than Reddit. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't even do Reddit. <laughs> I only do Reddit because I have an office job, and I used to have downtime in my office job. Not so much these days, but uh, in my downtime, I just look at Reddit and nice poor fucking people sitting next to me, and it'd be like, "Look at this video. This guy getting smacked in the face by a dog. It's great." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just and like slowly trying to just show my fucking uh 
the guy who sits next to me just like all these prequel memes and he's like i've never seen these movies and i was like but you'd find it funny if you have and he was like would i <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's that's the same here i just go on to youtube and then the, let's see i have youtube netflix and then a whole bunch of shit regarding my car because i need to constantly look at the forums yeah because you know like i said unreliable got to make sure i understand the codes the error codes when they pop up yeah <laughs> yeah no that's fair yeah but yeah um going back very quickly just that we've gone so off oh yeah i mean shit this was uh <laughs> coming back, i gave that i'll give phantom thread an eight out of ten. Oh yeah i was about to i was about to <laughs> you didn't even give out of the guy you know i was score. about to but then i got interrupted by the yeah. fucking fedex people who, who are very nice oh, yeah. they're nice people and then i told this ketchup story yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh, but anyway yeah. yeah no i was gonna say seven to be honest um okay. seven out of ten for me uh and probably because it slowed down a little bit uh if it kept a, I would, I was going to say, if it kept a, probably a better pace, I would give it a, a mm-hmm. higher score. But that, to me, that was it. Uh, in terms of um, what the movie was actually about, what it was trying to say is it's not, it's not trying to say anything politically. It's not trying to take any type of stances mm-hmm. on anything. So when I do see the critiques about it being a misogynistic film, you know, I mean, I am a guy, so maybe my, I mean, obviously my perspective is biased, but um, yeah. I don't I just don't see that uh, being a very valid point as to why the movie is is not good because yeah it just it felt more like even though the movie was a lot from her perspective mm-hmm. and yeah I understand what they're saying if you don't really know anything really about her yeah. it's it's still more of a character study about him through her lens yeah so the movie is always kind of more about him which adds to a little bit of the fact that he wants to be so controlling yeah and then she kind of throws a wrench in that too i mean she if anything she is a a much stronger female character than other female characters i've seen in other movies um because of her constant willing to (laughs) to fight for her love and all that like i thought that was a i understand though how some people could see oh you know this girl's just trying to get noticed by senpai it's like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's it's really not like that i cannot (laughs) I can see the argument that it's kind of not feminist, but I also yeah. feel like I also feel like the film almost does it intentionally, like the because I mean it's it's just not entirely necessary information. But I also feel like there's a lot of information about him that's not really necessary. Uh, yeah, so, see, that's the thing. Um, when you, not every movie needs to be uh, some super fucking woke ass film that is, uh, you know, e- extremely sensitive to to everybody in fact good movies often aren't sensitive and they just they're trying to show you perspective of something um and if you get offended by it i mean that's that's not the movie's intention uh you're just yeah well i I, i've often said because i like a lot of movies with with kind of deplorable people and my girlfriend's asked me like why and i I told her i was like so i i'd like to think that i'm not a terrible person Mm -hmm. And I want to watch a movie that dives into their psychology so that I can kind of understand who, like what these people are thinking, mm-hmm. because otherwise I, I'll never know. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what like, so and Phantom Threat is a bit of that, of just like diving into this complete control freak. Yeah. Who, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They definitely take us on a trip for sure. Um, exploring like this kind of character and it's fascinating, to be honest. I was very intrigued with his character. I wanted to know and see what was going to happen next when this uh, person that they have created for us in the beginning of the film uh, now experiences these other 
things going on with this uh, woman. And yeah. I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. Very good movie. Uh, definitely a mm. 7 out of 10, which I would say is pretty high on my list of things. Yeah, I'd say I'd say 8 out of 10. I felt like just the ending did give enough context to the middle that I enjoyed the middle more. Yeah. Like the, I almost enjoyed the middle retrospectively mm-hmm. after the ending kind of gave the revelization. Revelation. Revelation. <laughs> revelation. <laughs> the reveliz- read Revelations 16 5. Like. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I just, the, the revelation. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know what I was trying to say. Yeah. It just made it better. Uh, it did. It did. Do you, but, um, do you have another film in mind? Yes. I want you to see fucking perfect blue. One. God damn it. Okay, um, I'll try and watch because my girlfriends are trying to get me to watch for a while. So it, I'll it's try on. And watch it it's on her. Amazon. It's only like four I bucks. I think she's got a rent. Blu-ray. Oh, dude, she's so. got a Blu-ray. Even better. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes, Phantom. And a roommate just got a 4K TV. So. I'm sorry, not Phantom. I was gonna say uh, yeah, Perfect Perfect Blue. Perfect Blue yeah. is, and not to give you any spoilers or anything, uh, is mm-hmm. just a fucking mind trip, dude. It. it yeah. uh, a lot of people have described it as being. Um, the first like film to kind of put anime in the spotlight um because before that you know it's always been like oh this is just you know mostly children's shit there wasn't really many uh adult or serious themes going on in in anime at the time and then perfect blue came out and Mm -hmm. the way the director utilized so many different things oh that reminds me one thing i want to talk about in phantom thread um yeah I loved the use of the stillness and uh, longing or long eye contact. Like it just, yeah, it really <laughs> added to both the character and making the audience feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's strange to me was, is I always found myself, I always found it really difficult to kind of gauge what the uh, characters were feeling in some of those shots. For example, when Reynolds was uh, staring longingly at Alma, but Alma's face looked almost a little uncomfortable from his, uh, by his gaze. Did you ever get that mm-hmm. feeling? Sometimes it was, a, I feel like it was a mix of both. Like I couldn't, it took a lot for me to kind of figure out what her feelings for him were, which I, even by the end of it, I, I, I kind of feel like I, it's a little bit odd what her feelings are because it seems so much like she does dislike the situation right? she's in. Yeah. But at the same time, is she also just in that same kind of boat of just enjoying the drama? Like, you know what another, I, I think this is an interesting thing that was probably foreshadowing, to be honest, now that I think about it. So mm-hmm. the director uses this uh, the staring um, or longing looks or just you know just eye contact for long periods of time throughout the movie we see it multiple times um with mr woodcock because he's a very silent and still person which for one is supposed to show that he is a more powerful character um people who are very powerful move slowly and they speak softly because they are powerful they don't need to be loud in order to be heard um well it's a power play move if you speak softer people have to listen as opposed to just here. And he also moves slowly too, which is another thing mm-hmm. that really exudes power in a character. So, uh, so that's that's why they did him that way. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. the part that I think is, is is foreshadowing is when they first meet. They're sitting by the fireplace and they're staring at each other. She makes mention of it, and obviously the theme is continued throughout the rest of the movie. She says, "If you're going to play a staring contest with me, I'm going to win." Okay. She ended up getting her way in the end, and she definitely yeah. won that contest for sure. So I think mm. that was an interesting. The, 
Like even when we're thinking at that time, oh, you know, she's going to kill him. You know, that would also play back into that role, too. But she obviously didn't yeah. kill him. I mean, he, she just poisoned him and he enjoyed it. But that shows that she won the game. And even a staring contest at the beginning of yeah. their relationship was a game. So even before mm -hmm. they even got into the whole realization of the fact that Mr. Woodcock likes games, they were already playing and she made mention of it unknowingly. Mm. So, yeah, it's good. It's good point. Yeah, I know. I didn't think about that fully until right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, definitely something I wanted to mention was the use of the staring because um, mm -hmm. it was just interesting. Remember when he goes to find her at that uh, New Year's party and he's staring yeah. at her like viciously and he's like yeah. pissed <laughs> and then he grabs her by the wrist. Well, they show us the second half of that scene at the end of the movie he's dancing with her in the middle of the floor mm -hmm. again another uh callback to the fact that she wins the game uh, she wanted yeah. to, him to take her dancing he said no not tonight whatever um yeah but yet she still won that that situation so it's yeah. very interesting was there anything uh that you wanted to point out or something that stood out to you in the film no i mean i feel like i already did mention a lot of what what really stood out to me in the film uh -huh. um I feel like the more we've talked about it, the more it is maybe more of a seven than an eight, but I feel like maybe I'll stick to my eight. <laughs> yeah, just stick to your eight. Just stick to your eight. Um, yeah, stick to my yeah. eight. But, uh, but no, I, I, yeah, I thought the film was just, it, it just had that kind of feeling that I just enjoy from a lot of films, which just feels like I'm actually just kind of peering into people's lives. Mm -hmm. That this kind of, that kind of, yeah, just kind of like there's some like French films movie, you showed just, me that are like that, where it's like peering into some people's lives. Was it a Mikhail Hanukkah film? I think I think it was. You showed me back when yeah. you lived in the States and I stayed at your place. Yeah. Uh, I think it was something like that. That was that was interesting. You do like those kinds of movies. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Um do you have a suggestion? Oh yeah, you just said yeah, perfect, perfect blue. Yeah. Blue, man. Um, so good. yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do perfect blue next week. Um hopefully hopefully I can watch it by that time. I'm really <laughs> I get really bad at time getting away from me and also just like stuff. Uh, like yeah, I, I actually watched Phantom Thread on Thursday night. I watched it Thursday night too. Oh, nice, cool. Yeah, because I was I was sitting yeah. like, ah, oh, shit. You know, we're gonna have our call on Friday, and we might talk about yeah. it. I should probably just stay up late tonight and watch yeah. it. And I did. I was gonna watch a different film, mm -hmm. um, which now I who knows when I'll be able to watch because Heather doesn't want to watch it. What? Um, what was it? Uh, it's a movie. So okay, so I was gonna watch this movie called Stormy Weather, which I found I found this like little scene. It's like at the end of the movie, and it's like it's a it's a little dance number, and it was really impressive. And I was like, oh, I want to watch it. Look up the movie, and it's like this movie is about black jazz musicians in the 1940s, and it's made in 1940. And I was like, that sounds awesome. I want to see that. I uh, like that. That's the exact kind of music that I like to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, and then I told I told my girlfriend, and she just goes, no, it's gonna be racist. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? it might be. She's like, racist. it's a movie. She's like, it's a movie in the '40s about black people, uh -huh. and you don't think it's going to be racist. And I was like, yeah, but it seems like a pretty like the movie's about black jazz musicians. I feel like it's probably going to be kind of favorable toward them. She's like, let me let me tell you this. There's not a single film from the 1940s that isn't racist that you have heard, that you haven't heard of. And I was like, she goes, because any movie that was slightly progressive or good for its time, you would have heard about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> And I was like, I feel like that might be wrong, uh, but she uh, is very adamant that well, I, <laughs> essentially because of, I haven't heard of it, uh -huh. it's probably going to be racist. <laughs> well, I mean, it probably will be racist, but that's not a reason not to watch something. You know what I mean? Like, 
should... it, it isn't it isn't because there's a point where there's only so much of that i can take where i just go like jesus they've said the n-word way too many times well, if it bought, well <laughs> listen dude have you read you've read huck finn yeah but there's a difference there's a difference between watching like there's a difference between watching um like a movie like like moonlight and it is everybody like and and there's you know a large the, the use of the n word is, is just so it, it it varies from the difference of people using it because that's just colloquial language uh-huh. and people using it in the term that they would probably use it in a movie from the 1940s <laughs> now see in a movie from the 1940s though it will be con- colloquial language so again it, no i mean like as in white people using it toward yeah toward it would people. be colloquial language back then but um yeah but it's it's colloquial language born out of it's hate yeah it's not hate, a good hate as opposed to like some my brother like <laughs> yeah but um the the only thing i'm trying to get at here is that uh if it makes you uncomfortable and you don't like watching it obviously don't watch it but uh yeah when you're watching films that are from a different age or a different time um yes they are gonna be films of that time so they're going to have what was socially acceptable at the time it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you shouldn't watch it or that it isn't going to have uh, good things within the film or that you wouldn't you would probably have a better uh like how do i put this um you may be better for watching it so long as you could look past those colloquialisms or those uh racist yeah, I, things I get, that are said. i get that yeah. argument i get that argument yeah. it's just it it does just feel a little bit like oh god like sometimes when i'm when i'm watching it just feels it just feels heavy yeah you know it's just you know, yeah it just feels like, a little too dirty yeah yeah <laughs> like hmm. yeah that's about it yeah i'd definitely I'd, I'd probably give it a watch you know just to see i don't know i mean it's probably not gonna be that great it's a movie from the fucking 40s but <laughs> how dare you listen dude like there wasn't that many good sh- things made back then i mean i could name plenty of good films from the 40s oh really yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> try Just give me a yeah. second. That'll be Google. Movies from the 1940s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that you right got, now, actually. You got Magnificent Hammersons. You got uh, fucking... Was, no, Third Man was 1950s, I think. Um, let's see. Movies, 1940s. Yeah, I just looked it up. Oh, fuck. There is, this is old. Oh, Grapes of Wrath. Okay, so obviously Citizen Kane. Uh, Grapes of Wrath, fucking ace film. Oh yeah, like pretty much every movie that Preston, Preston Surges, yeah, Preston Surges made. Wait, Citizen like, Kane was nineteen forties. Citizen Kane was nineteen forty one. Oh wow, wow. Okay, yeah. I know. I know. I need to watch that. I really need to. <laughs> oh, Ich Icar- um, and Mr. Toad. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, fucking yeah, Preston Surges, who made like a shit ton of movies in the nineteen forties. Most in most of his movies, they may not be perfect, but they're fucking fun. Like, what we should watch the Lady Eve one of these times. Fucking movie oh, makes you laugh all the time. Probably should, yeah. <laughs> it's I I really like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties films. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that uh, there's just something about a black and white film from that, time. and just the kind of like optimism of the area era. Like, I just I do dig it. Dude, the original for, Wolfman was from nineteen forties. Yeah, imagine how bad that one is. <laughs> oh, I imagine it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. I like myself some old horror. You like yourself some old horror? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, tweets are on, yeah, sure. Listen, dude, pussy's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love you, babe. Uh, I'm not trying uh, to like be <laughs> disgusting. I'm doing it for the laughs. 
Is she in the room or is that, no. is that in case she in hears case this? She, yeah, she'll probably listen to it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Depending, how long is this? Uh, uh, we're actually, I was going to say we should probably come to an end because we're coming up to two oh, yeah, hours. We're, we're almost at the two hour mark. Uh, okay, yeah, she won't yeah. listen that long. Um, okay. <laughs> Pretty sure if I, if I tell my girlfriend, hey, I've done a podcast, do you want to hear it? She'd be like, I fucking hear you talk all the time. <laughs> I don't want to hear it again. I hear you talk all the fucking time. I get enough it's of it. It's probably going to be a shit ton of stories that you've already told me five times. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, that's fair. I do talk a lot. I lost my voice like last week. Yeah. Um, and like, <laughs> she was just constantly having to get me to shut Because I just, even though I lost my voice, I just kept still trying to talk. <laughs> yeah, I just, I had myself a cup of uh, Earl Grey tea this morning. So just to prep mm -hmm. my throat a little bit um yeah for it and now my throat's starting to feel a little harsh i gotta go make some more tea but uh yes uh i think it was pretty good first one um we did not stay on topic for too long but we got back to it no. eventually maybe God, we'll we do better we went on tangents yeah yeah um but this is essentially like i mean back in the day growing up uh you and me and my and my dad just chilling in my backyard with little campfires oh yeah and just like chatting for fucking hours this is essentially all it is yeah, yeah. just we've recorded it. we've recorded it now it only took us you know 10 years later oh, i know right that has been a long time um yeah but yeah i've always i thought about doing this uh just on a whim i i was on the road trip mm -hmm. back from pennsylvania because i went on a camping trip this past weekend um mm -hmm. and i was uh driving in the car talking with my wife and i was telling her uh, you know I, I like watching movies and stuff and i I haven't spoken to Reese in a long time and I was like, oh, it'd be a cool thing just to like occasionally catch up with him and talk about shit we we're both pretty fairly passionate about. Um, that was one thing, yeah. too, I told her. I was like, there was one thing that you and I always really got along about. It was our our love for cinema. Um, yeah. And that was not something that was easily shared with other people. No, so, it's really it's really not. Yeah. Even. Yeah, it's why. Even moving to where I am, like I joined a, a cinema going group mm -hmm. just because um, even that you still have, even if it's people who just want to have a good time and chat with some people and have a drink, like yeah. it's, it's still nice to have people who you can be passionate about movies with. And it's one of the things that I feel really lucky with who I'm with right now. Mm -hmm. She she really likes movies to she really likes cinema and, or, you know, films and shit like that. Yeah. So uh, and she actually has uh, you know, quite quite. An, an extensive knowledge that she doesn't give herself credit for um and you know it, it's nice to actually like be able to talk to her about movies even though she thinks kenneth brown is a decent director <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah my wife definitely like i said likes the likes the more exciting experience and i think that's mm -hmm. totally fine i'm cool with it i like it too um but i also like the more serious side of things the more snobby yeah. side of things if you will you know i I've, <laughs> i always say like it sounds like i'm being really snobbish when it comes to films but films at the end of the day there should there's no reason why a film can't be fun and if that's all you're just trying to have is fun then those those movies should is why i still fucking really like marvel movies because yeah, exactly. even even though they're not good mm -hmm. they're no. fun yeah <laughs> oh they, they stopped being terrible uh -huh. and they became decent and then they also became decent fun yes which is as like so what's the problem who's harmed who's being harmed right now right exactly like, yeah it, oh it's so like it's sorry it's harming scorsese because you know people don't want to see his <laughs> movies anymore yeah. oh well 
It's not because he's run out of ideas or anything. Like I that. know. I haven't watched his Netflix. What is it? Four hour Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah, no, I can't do it. Like that's ridiculously long. And yeah, sure. I've heard good things about it, but every time I look at it, I'm like, so is it like Goodfellas? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's got the same actors. I'm like, okay, so you're just yeah. using. You I think guys it's just like the like, same yeah. same people minus Ray Liotta, right? Like, uh, <laughs> all right. I don't know if I want to say her I mean, before no, I was watching the film. Who knows? And you know what I did watch for three hours? What? The Hateful yeah. Eight. I love that oh, movie. Fuck that, dude. No. So good. I know why. No. Why don't you like it? Is it the oh, use? No, no, no. We're, we're gonna listen. We're coming up on the two hour mark. I think we should call it quits for today. Okay, we'll definitely come back to this. Maybe we'll, yeah, maybe I we'll think... discuss it on another tangent in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, you gotta watch yourself. Perfect Blue. Uh, I'll probably yeah. watch it Thursday night if we plan on doing it um, on on Saturday morning, like like today, uh, which is you know for. I don't know when we plan on posting this. I, I, actually, you know, let's let's do this. We'll post it a week after. Um, so we should post this video. Yeah, what I'll, on I'll do this Saturday. week is just work on getting the audio fixed up and all that, and, and posting it. Yeah, and then yeah, we'll just do yeah, we'll do a week later after recording. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that sounds okay. good. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely probably end up doing uh, just like an audio uh, post before we do like a YouTube post. Uh, so. Um, just because the YouTuber will require a lot more uh, effort to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, um, I'm thinking I got some spare uh, cash in me. I'm just going to get some Adobe products uh, for the month to month subscription and just do the editing. That How much do they cost? I'll look into it and I'll message you. All right. Cause I don't want you to front up yeah. all the costs on your own, but no, that's yeah. fine. But no, I mean, I, as you were saying, like I've, I've constantly been like, I wouldn't mind doing a podcast. I do love the sound of my own voice. Um, <laughs> I think we've talked about doing uh well, we've kind of talked about doing podcasts since back in the vlog days. You know what I mean? It's essentially a podcast just with a video. Yeah. It's essentially what it was. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much the same idea, same concept, except we talked. I mean, longer. considering I had, a, I had a segment in my day in my vlogs that was called shit. Marco says, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just a, just a barrage of weird shit that come out of your dude, mouth. Some of like, that's hey, actually pretty funny. Any pussy's good pussy. Like, <laughs> just fucking... Oh my God. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be just be clips like yeah. that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, and it's nice to know that that's just the same. <laughs> All right. So I would say that's about it for a uh, translocated theater. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the first, fucking episode uh or whatever yeah, we want to call mom this for listening to the whole thing oh, yeah i know my mom didn't listen to it because she doesn't love me but you know there we go uh reese <laughs> it was good talking to you i will it's good talking to you too yep. and uh we'll catch up again next week after i've watched a very depressing anime dude it's so good all right anyway okay see ya all right